play that, our retro gaming podcast, focused on some of our favorite classic games. My name is Eric, and the King DDD to my Mennonite co-host is Josh. Today we are joined by our special guest, Waddle I mean, Adam Z. In today's episode, we will be discussing Kirby's Adventure for the NES. Before we get into it, as always, if you've been enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, leave us a review, follow us on Instagram at Did You Play That. Watch some of our playthroughs or live streams on YouTube and share it with a friend. We'd appreciate it. Let's save Dreamland. Adam Z joined us last for Strength Race FX. Adam, how you doing, man? I'm good, Eric. How are you? I'm good as well. I'm so excited to not only be invited to your house and do this live, but to get together with you and Josh is even just that much more exciting, as well as discussing a game that is part of my childhood. Josh, how you been? Doing good. I uh, was live streaming some Diablo last night, as uh, I think a bunch of you would know. I, we saw some views, definitely, which was cool. Yeah, it was. I actually did sit and watch that on top of baseball. So it was tag team. Adam, uh, playing any games other than Kirby? Oh, God. Playing all the games. Yeah, playing Dokapon Kingdom. Hard sell for anybody who's listening to play Dokapon Kingdom on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> just just the level of nostalgia. We will all be playing that at some point. We have some mixed mixed yeah, opinions already on that game. It's, it's going to be, be coming. Otherwise, I, uh, I've recently fired up the PlayStation 2 and been powering through my old PlayStation games. So, uh, very much enjoying that. Interesting. Good. Uh, Josh, other than Diablo, anything? Um, well, I beat the first chapter, or whatever it is, I think, of Doom. So we're, we're going to be talking about Doom soon nice. as well. Um, wasn't really what I was... Ex- I don't know. It was crazy. We'll have to talk about it later. <laughs> we'll talk um, about Doom later. Yeah. Those flash yeah. sales that get you. Yeah, it is. I the Nintendo Switch, just everything's like $1, $2, $2, $1. I'm like, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just playing through some of those. Nice. I am very close to the end of... Zelda 2 Link's Adventure which we'll also be discussing and I know you've got to get your butt on that one a little bit but maybe you'll just watch my playthrough and we'll comment on it later yeah that's true I don't know you, you just say you're a Zelda fan you gotta play it I think the only reason I'm playing it is because of you so I blame you I did randomly one night start. I have to go back and start over but I played the, the Samus 2 or the Return of Samus Metroid 2 yeah I played like the first 20 minutes of it I'll have to get that somewhere so I didn't I'll... have my graph paper to make a map though, so <laughs> I have to start over epic fail epic fail alright so we are going to discuss Kirby's Adventure for the NES made by HAL Production um, uh, this game was interesting in a lot of different reasons but one of the things I want to comment on that Kirby came out in 93 this is the second Kirby game the Super Nintendo came out in 91 and so I kind of was interested in why that happened, and I guess how production had to release a game real quickly due to financial issues. And so they came out with Kirby knowing that the system could handle it, and they knew how to work with the system. But Kirby is a platformer? I yeah. say vaguely? Yeah, 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 it's yeah, a platformer. So I, I say just slightly vaguely because you can fly the whole game. It's a it's a <laughs> it's a platformer where you can hover above. Okay, fair enough. Hey, so I mean, you can, but 
It's not. It wouldn't be a super effective strategy for parts of the game. It would so. be pretty boring, I feel like. And it has seven wor- worlds, technically eight, and it's. I don't. I don't know. Like this one's nostalgic for me because I owned this as a kid. So I, I feel like I'm gonna have some connections to it. You want to just run through some of the worlds and talk about the worlds, and we'll kind of go through that. One. Sure. Yeah. 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 Which is Vegetable Valley. Uh, truth be told, it's pretty basic, pretty simple. It's kind of grasslands, woods, and things of that sort. You get to fight off some basic enemies and learn about, I call them the core abilities, because I feel like fire is one of the basic abilities you get a lot of, spark is an ability you get a lot of, beam, sword. Like these are the abilities you see a lot throughout the entire game. And I feel like the game is just kind of trying to tutorial you through that. And after you kind of beat a stage, you walk out of the door and you see like the next part of the stage open up and like appear. And then you can go to the second door and enter that one and beat the, that stage and move along. And there's some couple mini games in between or couple hidden areas. Uh, I don't think there's anything hidden in World 1. Well, I only learned about some of these hidden things like 10 minutes ago when you showed us to jump into the moon. Uh, so I wouldn't know if there were any hidden areas in World 1 or not. Um, my Kirby experience, just a little background, um, I had played the original Kirby, which was a Game Boy game. Um, and definitely my first note on Kirby's Adventure here was the variety. There was a lot more options of superpowers or power-ups in this game than the original Kirby. So that was big. Well, the original Kirby didn't have any power-ups. That sounds about right, yeah. You just inhaled and spit it out or inhaled and swallowed it and nothing happened. Whoa, whoa, Eric, this is a family podcast. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone thinks that this is, I'm sorry. Please stop having your children listen now. (laughs) They should have stopped listening at some point. Probably around Earthworm Jim. (laughs) Well, so to, to give you some background, just so everybody knows, my first experience with Kirby was Kirby Dreamland 2 on Game Boy. And I played it on the original Game Boy. Which I don't know if you guys... Did you guys have the original oh, yeah. Game Boy? The big, clunky, fat, gross one? The brick. I the brick. still have my original and yeah. Game Boy Advance. Yeah, God, what a, what a what a glow up from the Game Boy to the Game Boy Color, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. Just such an improvement. But the, yeah, I played this on the original Game Boy. And uh, yeah, that I just remember the hamster. Like that hamster that was on the cover. That is like the... Uh, the art that sings to me. So I did not play uh, this Kirby's uh, uh, adventure growing up. Uh, There's really not much that I have for details about this world. Um, There is a crane minigame. Loved it. The crane minigame is a good one. Yeah. Like the crane minigame where there's the small Kirby and the big Kirby for one up or two up. And you get a couple attempts at it. There is a mini boss. It's the, uh, he throws bombs at you. I forget what it is. I have all their names written down below, but I, I'm not going to scroll up and down. I think it was Poppy Bro Senior. He throws bombs at you. 
Senor Poppy Brown. Yeah, Senor. Yeah, yeah. And he just kind of bounces back and forth and throws bombs at you. And when you kill him, you can steal his ability and you get Crash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Josh also just learned about about Josh 10 minutes ago. didn't know about until, you know, 10 minutes ago. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how Josh survived this <laughs> game without Crash. But I just don't even need the power-ups. That's uh, how good I am. Yeah, so you play the old school one. I'm sure there are people who play that way. And the end boss of this section is the Wispy Woods. The tree. Oh, the tree. The tree. Yes, very iconic. Yeah, very absolutely. Iconic. Same first boss in the original Kirby. Yeah. Pathetically easy. Super, yeah, I uh, I just lasered the piss out of him. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. It means you used one power up. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, how do you get... Bam, 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 bam. You just bam. lasered the piss out of him. Yeah. yeah. You just peed everywhere? He's a tree, Josh. Come he did, on. yeah. I don't know how trees... You, you're supposed out to be on roots. trees. Out of the roots. soaked up all the water uh, for the day. For his life, and it just it came all back out. And when you beat him, he explodes and he's crying. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Uh, you get the star rod, you do a little dance, you multiply actually into like three Kirby's and do a little dance. Always fun. And that also happens, and we could, should kind of talk about this because it's happened at least four times at this point. At the end of every stage, you get the real quick kind of mini game, the trampoline thing, the mm-hmm. press A, and you yeah. launch yourself up one through seven. And um, Adam, comments on that? Thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about this, but like, I don't know. It, apparently, there is some secret, much like uh, in the rest of the game that Eric knows about, that the rest of us don't. Of course, to the, I to just the trampoline game. That secret yesterday. I so. I, I was a, a frequent lander in level two. I thought it was a fun little game. I actually really, I mean, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, later, but I actually really enjoyed the other mini games. I thought it was like a, a very fun departure from the regular game. But yeah, the trampoline thing was was, was fine. It's a little frustrating. Yeah, I was terrible at the start, for sure. My first few times, I was getting like four or five. Like, I didn't even know. I had no concept <laughs> of when you're supposed to jump. So I was I was pressing it before even going like all the way down. Uh, I, don't, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's like a peak depth of that trampoline launcher thing. If you hit it right, that's when you pretty much get all the wops. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was pretty much a frequent flyer of the twos as well, but I got the occasional one or three. So I again owned this as a kid. So this game came out in '93. I was six, and probably got it around that timeline, and just learned that yesterday. If you can in a row. From one stage to the next, go seven, six, five, four, three, two, and one. You will get thirty up. Oh my god, that's wild! So when I you get didn't... that one, it just gets there, and the little UFO guy comes on and throws the one up at you. No, he throws like thirty at you, and just like that's that is super cool. And so I didn't believe that when I saw that or read that. So I, I went and found a couple of actual people who did it on YouTube and. Seems to work. So. Thought you were gonna say you did it. Yeah, I was gonna say if you did, that would have been so mad. <laughs> I but. don't think I'm that skilled. I <laughs> yeah, don't think I I'm not skilled. didn't even remember that there was a seven or a six. So that seems very <laughs> impressive to be able to go seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. All yeah, you have time. to be intentionally bad on the game have, in a way that's you have like to have a real touch for that. Right. You have to be nuanced and skilled. Yeah. I will say. Just randomly, this uh, mechanic reminded me of like NBA Live 
<laughs> and I was picturing the, because I forget what year I bought it. It was probably like 08 when the Celtics had Ray Allen, KG, yeah. Paul Pierce. Yeah. And just remembering the timing of each of them was very different. Like yes. Ray Allen, you just like tap circle, release the ball immediately. It's going in, obviously. <laughs> Paul Pierce, you had to like actually hold to the apex of the jump. And so like every time I jump on the trampoline, that's the thought that popped into my head. I Ray <laughs> allen a lot. Early on, early on, finally in like the last world, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna figure this." Shit. You're gonna Paul Pierce, yeah, Paul Pierce clutch, you know. Well, after Vegetable Valley, we got a little cutscene. use the phrase cute a lot. Um, hard agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hard agree. Hard agree. The game right. is... Well, so to your point earlier, like talking about the first two worlds, and I know we're kind of walking through it, but it really did feel like the first two worlds were the like tutorial. Yeah. Because in playing through it when I was starting to like do my notes and stuff, I started with world three. That was where I was like, oh, this is where the game actually starts to, to take off in my opinion. Yeah, I think this game does a good job of kind of building its difficulty. There's definitely a couple of small things early on, but I think once you've learned some of the mechanics and learn how to play Kirby, those little deaths tend to disappear more and not happen as often. Um, you know, again, I don't have a lot of notes about the worlds. They're all just so interesting. There's some cool little things. Uh, knowing that UFO was one of my favorites, this is the first place you get the UFO ability, or the first world, I should say. How often... Did you get, I didn't keep count track really, but I know the UFO was pretty rare. It doesn't show up a lot. I feel like only two or three times. I think, I think there's I probably, only like three stages okay. probably that have UFO. Yeah. And, and we can talk about this now, but we'll talk about this again later. Did you get the mix ability ever? No. You never got a mix? I don't believe that. You never uh, got a mix either? Is that no, you, I did once. Okay. Is do that you, when you suck up do two you have people? To, yeah, do yeah, you suck two, two different abilities. Okay. I did do that. Okay, so yeah, when, that's true. When you get mixed, what happens is it, it takes once. those two things and it will like roulette through all the abilities. You can get UFO, you can get anything, but you can get UFO that way. Um, and another thing that I learned recently about that was if you sucked up the same two abilities, so let's just say laser and sword, that would always give you the same outcome. So whether you got it at this stage or at the very end of the game, if you got laser and sword and didn't push the button, it would always end on the same outcome. Whatever that outcome is. Mm. So let's say you sucked up laser and sword, laser and sword gives you wheel. If you did it five stages later, huh. you sucked up laser and sword, you're going to get wheel. As long as you don't stop the roulette. Oh, the, okay. Because uh, right? the roulette will okay. run on its okay. own for gotcha. a moment gotcha. or two gotcha. and kind of let you stop it, but yeah. it will eventually end on its own. I think laser and sword should have just become laser sword. Lightsaber. That's kind of beam, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, so well, that's I, I feel yeah. like beam is. It's just like kind of a lame. It's not as cool as sword. Wow. Okay. Hold on. We can't. We can't start unpacking no, this. No, we are gonna really. I've got my list. I have opinions and thoughts I've that we got need my to share. List. 
And I can already tell that we do not agree. No, we don't. I have my list of all my favorite and least favorite weaponry abilities yeah i'm already i feel like i'm gonna tell you what my least this is what's gonna happen i'm gonna tell you my <laughs> least favorite abilities and you're gonna sit there and be like well if you pressed this button you know it would have been way better and i'm just like well yeah, yeah of course josh were you using the triggers in the game at all because i didn't look at the instruction <laughs> manual or press all the buttons you want to know what though josh i looked at the instruction manual after i played the game and beat it and everything and i'm like you want to know there's really absolutely nothing in this except for a couple details about ddd that are important to the story. Other than that, there's really nothing in there that's super helpful. This must be the gener- This must be the time period when I, as a kid, finally started reading instruction manuals when they were no longer helpful, and that's why I'm just like trained not to look at instruction manuals. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, you go through this one. I think there is one quote hidden switch in this world, which I think it gives you the warp space, or it gives you another one of the mini bonus areas. Um, but Ice Cream Island was pretty, again, straightforward, quick. I don't have many other notes. Do we want to talk about the boss or do we want to talk about anything else in there? Oh, it has a, uh, is that a crane? A crane game? No, it has the egg catcher game. Oh, the egg catcher game. Uh, also a yes. classic. Oh, uh, yeah. I really like that one. How were the both of you at egg catcher? Oh, I was just fine. But I loved it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's an accurate description. Yeah, it's all right. But it was. I would try and so like you could. I don't know exactly you could push how this a, and that was it. Well, but if you if you yep. beat a world, you could go back to old worlds and like the bonus levels would re unlock. You could do them again. I don't know exactly what the. I don't know exactly what the trigger was because like you couldn't always I go think back if you were still in a playthrough and you had already beaten it it was used but if you quit the game and started like the actual real continue save loaded your new i think okay. that's when everything that's reloaded what, but yeah so i would I, towards the end of the game like just for fun because i knew we were going to talk about it like i wanted to go back and that was one that i could never beat for different usually it was because i would end up eating a bomb yep absolutely agree there was one time where it was because I just didn't collect enough eggs because I was like, all right, I'm really just, I'm not going to eat a bomb. I'm really not going to eat a bomb this time. And then I ran out of eggs and I was like, well, fuck, I didn't know that would happen. <laughs> and so I'm not sure that I ever got the, what's the maximum? The one up? It's a three up. A three up. Oh, yeah, probably a three, a three up. up. I maybe got a one up once, but I actually probably lost that mini game every time. And it just made me want to play it more. And <laughs> get like it was the same pattern every time i just yes. couldn't figure out the so get the time i in. twice got to the end and i had only missed one egg and it was the same one egg where <laughs> it's bomb egg bomb and i just yeah. couldn't get that quick like open yeah. your mouth catch it and then close and so twice failed at that one egg and so what happens in the game is you get these bonuses and they change slightly as they go further and further into the game. So, like, we see it here, and we see some of these again in World 6 or World 7. And they get faster, or they get, you know, the crane gets faster with the movement. And this one, the, the eggs are thrown faster. So, DDD kind of, like, lobs a couple at you, and then you, like, really, like, pelts them, in there. Pelts them at yeah. you. And Kirby, when you don't open your mouth, just, like, you're just getting pegged in the head. Yeah. It looks funny. <laughs> He's just like bouncing off of his head. And you're like, oh, poor Kirby. Yeah. 
Any idea why this is in a boxing ring? I have yeah, no he's idea. sitting on the turnbuckle just chucking these things at you. <laughs> well, why was that the place though? Like it just—I was like, why is this here? Is that one of King DTD's things though? Like he's a boxer. Like I feel like I see him in boxing gloves often, and I feel like in the what maybe is in the first King DDD? I don't know. He looks kind of like a, a fat penguin. penguin. Okay, I, I, he's got to be a penguin, right? I think that's what everyone's kind of agreed what on. It looks but... like. I don't. I mean, know they're all really whimsical, made-up creatures. Yeah, I was gonna say, if we really want to, like, what's Kirby? A, a weird pig? <laughs> it's right. a, it's a, no, no, he's a Jigglypuff. <laughs> Jigglypuff didn't exist in 1992. No, I agree, but still, like, I, it's a jig, like Jigglypuff. And then when you get the sleep ability, which we're gonna talk about how good the sleep ability is later, right? See, this is where I'm, this is where I'm gonna get. I already know. Yep. Go ahead. All right. So when you get the sleep ability, right? And well, you use well it, don't that, say it now. Funny. But that's Jigglypuff. Okay. I thought it was Jigglypuff. And actually. you get a mic and you sing. That's Jigglypuff. You watched Pokemon enough okay. as a kid. But, Jigglypuff came out. But after again, Kirby. Jigglypuff came out after. So you can't call Kirby a Jigglypuff. So Jigglypuff is a, He's Kirby. a Kirby. I guess. Okay. But still, what is what is no, Kirby? Jigglypuff a Furby. Is- um, I don't fucking know. Okay, then <laughs> he doesn't have to be a penguin because uh, morphic pink goo that can float is as close as I can get. Does yeah. he fill his body with helium, or how does that work? <laughs> I don't know. He turns oxygen into helium. He's a nitrogen base. <laughs> uh, one of those things we haven't talked about yet is he's a superhero, right? <laughs> There yes. are museums, and yes. museums have, you walk in and there's like a bad guy or two that do not move, do not attack, don't do anything. They just stay perfectly still, and you can walk in, eat, eat them, and get their power. Yeah. Uh, so there's a museum here, and there's also an arena, and the arenas are the same idea, except there's a mini boss style character. It's gladiator style. Who does fight actually fight you. Yeah, you can get their ability at the end if you want, and you also get a max tomato. You're like in a coliseum, aren't you? Uh, yeah. My brother and I, I as kids, one, we yeah. used to jokingly, once you beat the mini boss, like go into the corner and bow, and be like, "Thank you, thank you." But <laughs> nice. Like, thank you, like, yes, that's so nerdy. Want. I love it. Oh, it was great. <laughs> the old memories that came up as I was playing this, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I just need to text my brother." Um, again, not to jump the gun on the ranking of the powers but Sleep i did i feel like often the ones in the museum were some of the weaker ones if absolutely being honest. I, so agree. I never really went to the museum very often i think the museums were there for some of the hidden things though so when you went and got yeah, I couldn't fit you didn't get 100 percent for the end game no but those were like needed in some of those stages so that you could get the secrets okay or they were good weapons for them they I didn't gotcha. have to be that weapon so uncoded, what he's saying is you and I didn't experience that part of the game. Yeah, I get that a lot in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. Uh, at the end, we get to the paint roller boss. And the paint roller has like four little spots that we on roller skates jump up to or roll down to. And they paint something and it comes flying at you and you just spit it back at Thoughts? It was more complicated than Wispy Woods. It was definitely more complicated than Wispy Woods. I actually, I don't know. Like, I know that you uh, said this part was pathetically easy. I wouldn't say it was pathetically I think easy, this but... this had some more complicated... Oh, Wispy Woods was pathetic. 
Like you can yep. legitimately have a certain weapon. You can have fire stand right next to it and just hold B and pretty much beat the boss without doing anything other than that. Yeah, that's fair. This you I have think to move this around. this boss started to be the challenge. Like it started to show the challenge. You started to get a little challenge. You started yes. to get some real concept of strategy. And if you did use some of those museums to get, like, if you were using laser, you could sit in the top corners and bottom corners and shoot across. Um, yeah, I wasn't doing that. I was not that smart. I was just trying to. I don't remember what I did, to be honest, this time through. Comments, Josh? Um, uh, I'm just trying to f- go through my notes here. Where was the cloud box? later that's four okay um i guess my question was and i we could have talked about this in in world one also i mean i could kind of see how a tree would be the boss of a vegetable valley but uh other than being on i guess because he's on roller skates is this like a 1950s nod to uh like delivery service ice cream or like how is this the boss of an ice cream world ah i mean i feel like when you think of the 90s 80s and california and the you know the sun and the beach and i know it's an island so i think sun and beach i'm like all right roller skates made sense to me to that timeline other than that i mean we will get when we get through seven we will also discuss each title of the world and what second piece of information I just found out yesterday about Kirby. Mm. There's one other thing. But we have to get to World 7. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, overall, yeah, I did, like, it had the classic uh, boss element of, like, oh, like, we're going to attack from the four corners kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a different, definitely different take from, from Wispy Woods, so it was cool to get the variety. Instead of it being this wide open world space, as you beat each stage, it kind of goes up and you go up this tower. And so I kind of like that they changed that. And the backgrounds of each world kind of, not directly always, but they do kind of take into account the world theme. This one has an arena pretty early and it has the third real mini game, which is the quick draw. I suck at quick draw. I think everybody sucks at quick draw. Okay. <laughs> love quick draw. I so love much it, fun but I suck at it. Yes. I thoroughly enjoy getting to, like, the third guy. I think it's the monkey. And just dying every time. The best I've gotten was uh, to the fourth guy. Okay. That was it. Did you get to DDD? No. I think I know oh, he's the last um, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DDD's the fourth guy. Okay. DDD is the last one in it. And I'll only yeah. know that because Never I beat remember him. it from a kid, being playing it as a kid, but... Oh, I beat him a couple times. Did you? I love Quick oh. Draw. Oh! This, this, was, I, this was my favorite. I don't know if I know where it's This one's great. This I just think favorite. that this one really brings a lot of pizzazz about it because you start off and you've got, like, a cork gun and that's what you shoot and win with. And then you kind of, like, each round upgrade against the bad guy and you're like, you've got the hat and you go, Boom. 
And then you've got the silence. And you're like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. You and then you get the weed. draw. Yeah. And then you've got to just beat that timing system. But when you get to DDD, Josh, do you remember what your weapon is? Uh, I don't remember. No. no. Kirby pulls out a cannon. <laughs> I was, I was going to say bazooka. Cannon. Pretty much, yeah. yeah he yeah. just pulls out a cannon. It's like, boom. And then you get your three up. Uh, but I just love, like, those little details that this game does kind of have. With, like, those little cutscenes in between each world. And it just has a lot of little characteristics that a lot of NES games definitely did not yeah, I mean, for not speaking, having any dialogue, Kirby's got a great little personality with all his dance moves after beating a level, and like you said, the, just the upgrading of weapons in between um, the different rounds. Yeah, I wanted to ask on World 3, uh, I had some thoughts on this world. Okay. Did you guys get, oh, maybe this was World 2 into 3. Did you guys get a, a like a, an ode to Sonic kind of vibe on some of these levels? Like, did you did it ever cross your mind where you were like, this kind of feels like Sonic? Wheel? So I was using Push. Wheel. Okay, yeah, because I feel like anytime I'm using there's a there's a desert or sand space where you get Wheel, and I love it because it like does give you that Sonic vibe of like curl up in a ball attack, and you just whip through a bunch of bad guys. Right, and I, I, I got a big Green Hill Zone vibe from one of these levels. Oh, yeah. And I think it was the first level that you got wheel to. So it was like green background. You literally just press B once, fly and through all fly of the enemies. You don't even do anything. And you yeah. just watch your character go. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that was the vibe I got. And I, I thought it was a cool, like, little flavor I liked when all these old games had many little nods to each other in a way like that. I don't that. even know if that... When did Sonic come out? I don't know. I I think Sonic was before this, but maybe I'm wrong. You looking that up? Yeah. Okay. I would also think... I mean, that would be Nintendo, Nintendo versus Sega, so it seems very... 1991 seems unlikely, okay. but... Maybe a little nod to, like, we can do this a little better than you? That's possible. That's possible. Or, like, look at how simple your Sega game is. Sega does what <clears throat> Nintendo don't. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> those those that those wars were great between those two systems. Yeah, I I think wheel is kind of a mixed weapon because the stages and the environments are kind of designed to use it and when they're not, it sucks. Yes. Like there are moments where wheels like you just fly back and forth destroying everything in your way and have no problems. And then there's time for you're using it and you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna, and you just fall off a cliff and die. Yep. Right. But yeah, back to World 3. Um, the other thing that I liked about this world was that concept you were talking about where you're running up like the tree. Yeah. I thought it was really cool graphically how nothing changed, but you still got this element like you were ascending this really large, vast yeah. uh, you know, pl platform kind of. And and I, I know we, cool. we've talked about the game, and I don't think either of you have really gotten to the point, but in uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, there's another similar idea of, like, oh. you're on this platform running around this tower or running around this building. And I was I having a good weekend, and then you brought that game up. <laughs> uh, is that not a good thing? Super Ghouls and, Go yeah, you got, you and Ghosts. You gotta get on it. We Dude, gotta, I we gotta have beat that one in podcast not beaten the game but i got to a point where i'm no longer going to continue playing yeah me too it's just that mine was at level one yeah yours is at level one i got a lot the hardest game ever yeah 
Uh, it's, we don't have to belabor it's tough. That is a tough game. Well, when you said Kirby was tough, I was like, oh, we're playing another game here. <laughs> uh, so you make your way all the way to the top, and you get to fight... Uh, who's at the top here? Mr. Shine and Mr. Bright. Mr. Shine and Mr. Bright. And I think that the two of them... This is a fun fight. And I know that I've listened and talked to some other people, and this is their favorite in the game. Um, Josh, thoughts? Is it, did you... Um, it was, I think, easier than I was expecting it to be initially, to have to fight two bosses at once, but... They, it seemed relatively quickly that I was able to kind of be like, all right, this is their kind of clear pattern of they're, they're just very symmetrical in their movements. Um, so it went smoother than I thought it would. I just kind of took one of them out completely first, just focused on one at a time. Um, it was fun though. I like, I liked it. It was a cool, again, um, the variety. No, nothing has been the same about the first three boss fights yeah. so far. Very different fights. I feel like even the stages are constantly changing. Like, it's still the basic concept of kind of being a platform and don't fall off and don't get hit so many times that you die. But you've gotten enough different abilities that your stages where, like, wheel is great and then it's useless. Yeah. And there's stages where stone is great and then it's useless in other ones. So the abilities in the stages have changed how you play a stage yeah. or how you play through an area. And they really set that up. I mean, they can do whatever they want with the stages because the stages are so many different parts. Yeah. When you like go in the little door and you come out in like a just completely different, what could be a completely different stage. Yeah. So like, it's just very, it's, I don't know. And feel like in most other games, I'd be like, what is this? Like this, there's no connection between these things. And it's very like annoying to me. But in this game, I was like, oh, it's just, it's like a whimsical little land. Like, it's fun. It's Kirby's adventure. Yeah. Z, thoughts on this boss? Did you like it? Uh, I didn't love this boss. No? No. I, 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 well, so, like, I enjoyed the challenge of this game. I died a lot more than you guys did, obviously. But, uh, like Josh said, this one was one where, like, once you figured out the pattern, I kind of thought it got a little boring. Yeah. Um, as opposed to some of the other bosses where I thought, like, they were really intriguing. But... To your point, I do think like the the variability of this game was super interesting. The yeah. fact that you were getting so many different experiences, I thought that was really cool. But yeah, I wasn't overly enamored. I just thought the concept of the two was cool. I like when like you're fighting the sun and the moon's up in the sky. It's dark, and then they flip flop. I just think that's cool. I don't think they're that great of a fight, but I, I've listened and talked to a few people about that one. This is the one they always seem to remember this one and one other later but we haven't gotten there this was the first part in the game where i got angry oh. if that's if that's fair again uh for any listeners i am clearly the worst at these games by leaps and bounds we should just start calling you angry adam <laughs> yeah yeah no i i i did have like a, a moment of rage on this level this was the first time where i was like fuck so <laughs> Were you a controller thrower ever? Never. Okay. I was never a controller thrower. Because I I couldn't justify getting so angry that I had to pay extra money or make, you know, wait for a purchase of a new item as a child. So, fair enough. Oh, some of those pretty old school ones were pretty durable, though. Like the SNES controller was so basic that, like, you couldn't even really. It was, it was a little indestructible. <laughs> <laughs> You've thrown it a lot, huh? Uh, not a lot. I threw it a couple times. 
threw a couple times. It was okay. And throw it hard, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Very cloudy. Is there some connection to grapes and clouds and sky that I don't know? Just the Kirby connection. Okay, the Kirby connection. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a song. Uh, so you have, again, these basic stages. There's a lot more cloud kind of generalization. Um, I did. I had a note here. Uh, this was annoying to me. So you could get some special power-ups from time to time from, like, bosses. Yeah. Right? So, I don't even remember. Do you know what the what the special power was from the end of the Mr. Bright? Uh, I believe from Mr. Bright and Mr. Shine, one of them gave you... Like, one gave you spark and one gave you, like, beam or something dumb. They both but gave they usually, you dumb ones. They, they were like more powerful versions, I guess. Like you would use them once. Mr. And Spark then... and Mr. Shine don't give you powers. Not like special powers. So yeah, like Crash is a one-time use. Right, right. You get a one-time use power-up. But from... they don't give you that type of power-up. I got something from them. No, you didn't. I definitely did. <laughs> well, you might have gotten like Spark or something. Well... Anyway, what bothered me was how useless it was because the very first thing that you need in level one of world four is to light a cannon. So you need the fire power up. So you can't even kill that first enemy that you come across. So you can't even use the power up. So it was just, I made a note of it because it, it bothered me. Something about that sounds wrong. Well, I made a note of it. I wouldn't have written it down. I'm going to go down. back and play it. Yep. If I'm going to tell you. Um, I don't know what happened there, but I do know that like when you're fighting those two as bosses, when they shoot the stars right at you, now. one will like give you a basic ability. I don't know if they both give you basic abilities. I don't know. Um, there's a UFO stage here. There's also a museum with what are, again, two of the best abilities. Wow. The first ability is sleep. Just coming out and saying it. I'm telling you now. First ability that th this museum has is sleep, which does exactly what it tells you. Puts you to sleep, and the second ability is ball. <laughs> yeah, you're it kind is. of already a ball. Like I, that's what I was. Yeah, saying. Okay. Kirby becomes more of a ball. Kirby just turns into a ball, and Adam, did you use ball at all? Yeah, you no. Know, I really just want to. Let's just. I think it's this, time. No, no, leave the band-aid on. I don't want to pull the band-aid off yet. I, I don't want to jump the gun on just... Did you use ball at all? Uh, no. Okay. No is the short answer. Okay. Now, did you go to the... Did you find the museum? Yeah. I okay. mean, I, I I was ball. Okay. At various points. Yeah. Did I use ball? No. <laughs> okay. Did just I want it. to be ball? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Josh, I also did not want to be ball. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Uh, there's an arena with Bugsy, which is the, I think it's a stag bug. It's got like the, oh yeah, like pincers and it's really like that fight. I love that fight. That is a. I feel like that's a tougher mini boss. 
personally, but I think that that fight's fun. I think the, the attacks that it has are fun, and that gives you a pretty cool weapon uh, or ability. I made a note that I really enjoyed that specific mini boss fight. Nice. I thought that was a really good. When level. we get to the end, well, I'll bring up all the mini bosses and we can talk about them because they're they're spread throughout and they eventually start repeating a little bit. But the arenas are really where like it's you kind of just get to basic fight those guys or those gals, whatever they are. <laughs> um, other than that, I don't really have any real commentary on this. Oh, there's one stage where you're flying up in a bunch of ships. Oh, the blimps, yeah. The blimps. And I thought that stage was just really cool and really fun. And, like, the wind's blowing you constantly. Yes. So you're kind of fighting that and dealing with that. That was cool. There's a couple, like, stages spread throughout the whole game that have that different kind of concept or change. And I know, Adam, you were playing that last stage. You're like, I keep dying here. And I'm like, yeah. well, if you looked at the back, like... We'll have to come back to that yeah. one. Yes. But, yeah, the, I have a note about the blimps also. And the just the air currents being a thing in the game was cool. I have a note about the exact same level saying a very fun variety of challenges. That was that was the words I put to myself. I really like this world. Yeah. Except when we got to the boss. I didn't like the boss. So hold on. What's the name of the boss? Cracko. Is Cracko. Yeah. Cracko. Fucking Cracko. He's a classic, isn't he? Cracko, to my understanding, and again, this is my research. It's not always the best in the world, but it is the best that I can do. Krakow has been in every Kirby. That's what I thought. I'd like Misty's to... Woods has not. Krakow has. I'd like to bring up a previous question and okay. reiterate that question back to you. Okay. What is Krakow? Krakow is an eyeball surrounded by some type of cloud. What type of cloud it is, I don't know. Okay. A lightning cloud. Is it a Nimbus cloud? Maybe. I don't know. Could it be a cumulonimbus, perhaps? Or? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, you know, let's get I, wild out here. I just, I have, it's an eyeball surrounded <laughs> by a cloud. Because it does start off as just an eyeball with, like, little things circling. Yes. And then, it, it. this is the only one that only, this is, I think, the only boss fight that has, like, a pre-boss fight. Where you start down at the bottom, and you either have to fly to the top, or you have to use high jump to get to the top with the little platform. And yeah. he kind of slowly destroys the platforms as you go up, so you can't fall to your death. And he also can hurt you. Yeah, he can. All the way up. And no. you cannot hurt him, because yep. the entire time up there, I'm thinking this is the boss fight, and I'm trying to fight him. Oh, you're trying to fight him already? Yeah, I'm trying to fight him. I'm doing nothing to no, him. No, you don't do any damage. I don't think he chose his life bar at all at this point, so I don't know why you were fighting him. Uh but it's because it he's fucking <laughs> fighting me. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting little challenge to the top. Josh clearly did not like this. Yeah, Josh, you should have known by the, by the health bar. Come on, man. I'm sure it was in the instruction booklet. It wasn't. <laughs> but, uh, it should be. Uh, so, Eric, so, you liked the Krakow fight. I I like the pre part to the Krakow fight. I feel like you get to the Krakow fight itself, and it's kind of mundane. Yeah. I like that there's just like a, a challenge to begin with. Like Josh and I played through Metroid and when you beat the game, you get that timer challenge. Like I like those kind of like additional little things that aren't necessarily like fighting the bad guy, but it's like a timer challenge. I don't like a lot of those, but every now and again, that's, I think this game did that right where it's just like, it gave you really only two like time-based challenges and this is one of them. Right. 
And also, your favorite ability then was high jump. No. One of your favorite best skills in the game must have been high jump then. No, it's high jump just like falls in the middle somewhere. And okay. I think only because I like this fight does high jump fall in the middle. Because mm. it's really not useful in a lot of situations. Oh, you don't say. You don't yeah. say. I mean, it's more useful. In all the museums, though, every museum <laughs> is a high jumper. Yep. Well, let's be honest. High jumps are at least, at least a real thing in the real world. You could have a museum about high jumpers. You could. Fosbury Flop. Come on. I guess. Would they all be wearing cowboy hats, though? <laughs> I hope so. Why <laughs> this guy wears a cowboy hat? I don't know. Krakow uh, wasn't that difficult of a boss fight unless you fell to your death or fought it the whole way up. Okay. Okay. Or, or didn't know that you had to use high jump to get up to the top and lost all your health by the time that you got oh, to the fight. There you go. Okay, so Krakow does some things. You killed Krakow, and then we moved on to, what is this, 12-5? Yep. Yard. Have we picked up on the trend yet? Have any of you figured it out? I did not. I did not. I didn't. Okay. So balanced breakfast. Ah, uh, yogurt's not that balanced, but okay. Yogurt yard. And little I like this little cutscene because Kirby rolls down the hill and falls to his death. This one's more like mountainous and hilly and all those things. Uh, I did say I didn't feel like there was very much yogurt. There was, I don't know how you include In yogurt. yogurt. When I explained the last little bit, maybe, and I can't even really defend it, to be perfectly honest, but I'll bring it up and we'll talk about it. Um, you get another crane stage. You get a, you know, a um, couple, you get a museum. The museum has stone and tornado. Great. Didn't go. I, didn't <laughs> I mean, I went to the museum. Like, the museum's I boring. I don't want to do this. Turned around and left. Uh, I think, I don't know if this is the first time, it might be the first time that you can, in this world, get what is actually one of my favorite top five attacks or abilities. Oh god, don't say it. What do you think it is? I don't know, but I, I just don't want you to say I'm it. I'm probably going to hate it, so. I'm just going to hate it, too. <laughs> it's Hammer, guys. Hammer's great. Okay. You don't like Hammer? Yeah, but listen, we'll talk about it. We're, we're not there yet. Guys are hating on him. We have to get to the second the segment. I, I just thought I, you know, knowing that it's the first time, I think it's the first time you can get it. Hammer is one of the top ones for me. Uh, other than that, nothing crazy, nothing detailed wise that I need to talk about. Um, nothing specifically about. I I'm only note is that there's not much yogurt going on. Yogurt, no, there's so. no yogurt. Um, much. a disappointing lack of yogurt. Yeah, you know? yeah, I agree. Go ahead, Josh. You were gonna say no. I think yeah. I'm just looking at my notes again. I have some good notes for like in general, but nothing specific about this point of the game. So. so you do get to the the boss here, which is the heavy mole. Hmm. Adam, I'm coming to you on this one first. Yeah, I feel like the heavy mole is better as like my nickname on a weekend than it is <laughs> the boss. Uh, it was a good fight. It was a good fight. I didn't have any re like remarkable statements about uh, the heavy mole. Okay. 
Josh, anything? Um, nothing specifically in my notes here. Did either uh, of you go into this fight with a weapon? Ooh. I mean, I died or got hurt almost every level prior to anything, so yeah. I usually did not have a weapon. But I could have gone to the museum and gotten that sick stone weapon. You could have. That would have been sick. You could have. And stone is, you know, stone. It's a classic in Smash Bros. Yes, it is. And that, that is the only reason that Anybody it gives me stone. any level of yeah. uh, nostalgia or excitement. Yeah. Exactly. I used Hammer, and I think Hammer actually lets you like hit him multiple times by jump attacking him, and it, I think I can kill him in less than five seconds using that. Oh, well, I definitely didn't him. do that. <laughs> you know what? I do remember this level now, and uh, yes, I did use Hammer as well. Okay. But I did not kill him in five seconds. That's fine, dude. Like You beat him. That's all that matters. It and took me a whole I, two minutes. I think if you came into this stage with Wheel... You were completely idiot. And that's where, again, I think the abilities in the game drastically change outcomes. Uh, I, truth be told, said that this is one of the tougher bosses if you don't have the right weapon and if you don't react well to the stage changing because the, the camera kind of goes up and down with him and you can fall to the bottom of the screen and die. So you can instant death that, huh. sadly. I didn't, have, uh, I didn't have trouble with that. Uh, I mean, I didn't this time or this playthrough, but yeah. as a kid, I remember having struggles with him. And when you take a hit and he starts like launching bad guys at you, or you get hit by one of his like arms, yes, you get knocked back. And if you fall into those spaces because he's going up, because the game will take some quick turns up and down with yeah. him. But I, um, it, it kind of reminded me of. You remember the first boss of Marvin Missions, that crazy spaceship that would just like shoot uh, yes. the arms yes. with the saws on them at you? Yes. I got some of those vibes playing this level. Um, but no, I never had an issue with the falling. I felt like I much more had an issue, and I think it was mostly just because I was playing on the Switch, and I was playing with the joystick. Ooh. So you were constantly like flying kirby was flying a lot because like i i don't always point the joystick in the direction i think i'm pointing it i've learned that i point it up a lot more than i point it to the right when i think i'm going right or just like the input of a it's a very small space to point right but like a wide radius that they count as pointing up so i don't know if it's me or the joystick or whatever it's probably me but no. I had I was floating a lot more than I wanted to in this game. Actually, was Z, my because you were playing on the Switch as well. Did you play with the joystick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I used the Pro controller because I'm a pro. I I <laughs> like I had to force myself to try and use the directional pad at times, and I hated it. And that's why I asked because when we played a little bit beforehand, and were you just using the directional pad? I don't use the joystick on that in these games. No. Yeah. Well, fuck me then. Jesus. Well, yeah. So, there you go. Fun fact. Okay, well, now I just learned how to shave off him. Yeah, now, now of you're a pro. It was oh. too... I just don't like the position of it. The joystick the just doesn't do... Oh, and that's the thing. is on the Switch itself, yeah. The keypad is not... Too, just, my hand just naturally slips up, and I just want to use the joystick. Yeah. It's unfortunate, because I definitely need to be using the directional pad for these games. Yes. But. Well, I agree with you, Josh, to your point. like That was one of my biggest grievances with this game was when you're stuck floating yep. when you want to jump 
so that you can't suck up things because right. you have to, yeah. Because then you accidentally shoot them instead of sucking them up, and then they're gone, and right. then you start all over. But now the whole D-pad yeah. theory has... I mean, that's where that, like, you have to think, when did the joystick become a thing? Right, well, this game intentionally was on. Like, yeah, right. Like, at least on, like, consoles, I don't know. If you, if you ever played, uh, like, the old PC games, I had Top Gun for mm. PC, and I think we had to actually purchase a, I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, we had one of those. And it was that big stick, and it had, like, triggers on it, yep. and you, like, flew the plane. I don't remember what that thing was called, but it was... I was the first thing that I ever was anything other than a D-pad, basic D-pad. It was a joystick. It was a gigantic joystick, I guess. I I mean, I think that was the original joystick. Yeah. Well, like the Atari had its one-button joystick as well. So, yeah. Those things, I mean, controllers have come a long way. Long way. take that guy down we move on to world six which is orange ocean which i think is my favorite intro because it's the one where kirby is looking through a little telescope and then he falls into the orange ocean and then he gets chased by a shark which is not a bad guy in the game there were no sharks. so they actually made one thing for just the little intro for this and i was like oh, that's, that's above and beyond well it seems appropriate i feel like or level six orange ocean is when the game started to feel harder to me that's where i felt the next uh bump in difficulty i agree this is where a lot of the especially the hidden switches and just the general basic difficulty of bad guys and fewer healing items came into play more yeah. mini bosses more more everything yeah specifically they were just putting a bigger more quantity of enemies in smaller spaces yeah and some of these stages got a little bit longer as well yeah especially if you compare them to the world one like these stages just got long yeah um i do also have to say um and adam you probably will jump in um at this point too this it also took me until this point until world six to uh, to realize that when you beat a level and you've done everything in the level the door is white and the star stops flashing versus when you've beaten the level, but you're missing stuff that will help you hundred percent the game. The door is still pink or some other color. And I think the star is still flashing. So like there's a difference between actually completing a level and beating a level. Yeah. I mean, I'll jump in because I learned this 10 minutes ago. (laughs) I don't think you noticed that. I did. I absolutely did not because my only goal, like, with these games, I'm not a completionist. Yeah. I just am a, a linear, can I get through the game? And so I actually had no idea. And honestly, don't care. Yeah. No, I just needed to get to the end. That's fine. Um, I, I, I think every stage has a hidden space or switch that helps you complete them in this. And I think this is the first and only stage that might have that. But... Some of these are complicated where you 
can't even get the item or the ability that you need in that stage, you would have to go out to a different stage or to a museum, get it, and then come back here to do it. So this, this one gets complicated if you are trying to 100% it. There's another UFO in this stage. Um, but the boss here is typically another fan favorite. I don't know. Here's your guy. I love this boss fight. This is a really fun boss fight. And I think it sets the tone immediately with its little intro of like grab the sword. The sword comes flying in from nowhere. He's like, he's like truly challenging you to a duel. And sword comes flying in. You can't do anything to attack him until you pick up the sword. And then the fight begins. It's just back and forth. He's got a lot of different, you know, jump attacks, slide attacks, fast attacks, and you just gotta kind of pick your your moments to swing the sword back. And I think you do actually have a point where if you both swing at each other and kind of hit each other, you like deflect each other back. It's it's a fun fight. Yeah, this was at. I, I just thought this was like far and away the coolest fight that they did. Um, I mean, I don't know if we're we're ranking bosses, but like this was like elite top tier number one for me. Uh, it was the only boss fight that I felt like there was a whole world of personality that was explained in that short, like, 10-second cutscene, right? And, like, Meta Knight's so cool already. And then he tosses the, the sword to you and is like, hey, Kirby, one-on-one, -on -one, let's do this. Yeah. And I thought that was just a really cool game mechanic, a really cool way to design that that battle. And, like, there was really nothing else to it, right? It's just the sword fight. So, yeah, I was I was very happy with this one. I loved it. Yeah, this is I, this is actually my favorite fight, boss fight, boss fight, and I just think that you see Meta Knight kind of make quick appearances. He is there are the quote Meta Knights, which are like the it's like mini bosses, but it's like a bunch of them. One's throwing javelins, and one's got like a cutter attack, and one. They're basic, but like Meta Knight drops in and they all come and attack you and he disappears. And now's your chance to like truly sit and fight Meta Knight. So I just thought that this was like a really different but fun fight. Yeah, this one gave me, um, I mean, Meta Knight in general gave me a little bit of Dark Knight Cecil vibes from Final Fantasy and also a little like Dark Link or just like that classic like you face the dark version of yourself um, moment in this game. So, like, he was just badass from the start, like you both mentioned. Um, and it's so cool at, to what Eric said before. It's so cool how the... Or maybe Josh, you said this. Like, they don't talk. Yeah. You know, there's no there's no language. There's not a lot of dialogue. That, but you can still feel... Like, that was something I appreciated throughout this game, was that you still feel like there is personality and there is a story being told, even though there is no dialogue. So I love that about this game. Yeah, and I think that when, when you defeat Meta Knight, his you know, mask kind of cracks and falls off, and you see Meta Knight is just like a dark black Kirby, or like whatever color it is, Kirby, and so that makes me think, is Kirby not just like the one and only? Like, is that like is that the counterpart? Is that the, like, normal link to dark link? Is that, you know, the, the good to the bad? Is that, what is that? But Meta Knight 
the character just seems so fun. I I wish there was a, I if there was a spin-off standalone Meta Knight game, I would probably pick it up in an instant. Remember how cool it was when Meta Knight got added to Super Smash Bros. Yes. franchise? That was such a everybody loved that. And then DTD came along and everyone's like, eh, who cares? It's all about Meta Knight. Meta Knight was the correct first pull in. And when that roster became monstrous, they pulled DDD in. That made sense, but Meta Knight was the cooler pick. Yeah, it seems weird that there isn't a Meta Knight game at this point. I mean, like, Wario got his spinoff games, you know? It seems like a very easy Meta Knight could get some so spinoff So I know that there's another, I think it's a Game Boy Advance game that is supposed to be like pretty i think it's pretty much kirby's adventure and i don't know if it's when you beat the game or if you 100 percent the game that you can then play as meta knight but it's not the same like i feel like he alone could have his own story and background and adventure how you play that out i don't know but meta Knight's he's just cool talk about Rainbow Resort stupidity. Uh, we had World 1, which is Vegetable Valley. We had World 2, Ice Cream Island. World 3, which is Butter Building. World 4, Grape Garden. World 5, Yogurt Yard. World 6, Orange Ocean. World 7, Rainbow Resort. Put it backwards. What does it give you? Roy G. Biv. Roy G. Biv. Never knew that until yesterday. And I was like, man, so they were just going for the, you know, the rainbow right there. It's right in front of us. Yeah. And that's why, and then you want to know it once I recognized that? And I was like, I don't know why they're forcing Roy G. Bid. It was like, what else, what other food starts with why? Mmm. Other than yogurt. Like normal, everyone kind of knows it. Yam. Yam. Okay. What would you have called it? <laughs> <laughs> Yam yard. Yam, yam yard. <laughs> <laughs> but were they like, well, yam, yams, we already used yams because of Vegetable Valley. So yeah. is that there? Uh, I thought they were just listing off like snacks that Kirby liked. I mean, he does like a lot of them snacks. Kirby likes to drink too, I think. Uh, yeah. well, orange soda. Well, no, that Ooh, kind of drinks orange soda. Kel loves orange soda. Uh, so let's go, let's go back. There are two scenes. Ice Cream Island, he's sipping on a drink. And when you get the mix, he's got like a little mix. Yeah, he's, he's mixing up. Though. This this is the conspiracy theory that I came on this show for. Yeah. Is that Kirby is a closeted alcoholic. Here. Oh, I think Kirby's a bad guy. <laughs> I think Kirby's the bad guy. This whole thing, I think Kirby's the bad guy. I would love to get this substantiated. We can discuss it. Let's get through seven and okay. get through eight, and then we won't even get into the items. I don't yet. buy any of this garbage. Oh, I'm, you'll buy. I'm here for a good I will be the voice of reason no. in this ridiculousness that's Kirby about is to come not up. as nice as you think he is. Uh, World Seven has a lot, and it's got like a boss rush, or me boss rush, I should say. 
and it's got hidden stuff galore. I think to get some of the hidden switches, you actually have to go to previous worlds to get the item or ability and then come back. So if you're really going for that 100%, you, you've got to go above and beyond. It's got a callback to Kirby's Dreamland, where the last stage you play in pretty much black and white, and that gives you like a quick visual of what Kirby's Dreamland was for the Game Boy. I mean, truth be told, the Game Boy game probably takes you a half an hour to beat anyways, but this gives you a quick like maybe five minute glance of it as well. Before we get into our, our final boss battle, any other comments about this last world itself? I loved the boss rush. I thought that was a cool cool way to bring back a lot of these characters. I like the boss rush as well. Uh, and actually, I, I don't even think we talked about this. I liked the cat one. I forget what the cat one's name was. The Like the, like the lion character? The lion, yeah. Fire lion. Mm. And just like when you get hit by it, you like scratches you all up, he bites you, he like pulls you beside and you just see him biting your head. And I just think that the animation and kind of the character of that mini boss was great. Like I liked what, uh, there was the snow guy, Mr. Frosty, and he like turns around and you see him shake his butt. Like all of them had that additional little animation that made the character of them kind of stand out. But yeah, I liked, I liked the boss rush. We want to talk boss fight? Um, there was that one section uh, where we talked about the blimps earlier, and then we had mentioned there was a section towards the very end in this castle as you're getting to the boss fight um, where you're jumping kind of from pillar to pillar, and in between the pillars, there's the shooting star going up or oh, the shooting yeah, star going down. Was dying a lot. Yeah, yeah, this is a tough st stretch for me. So in the section where the shooting star is pointing up, there's like less gravity or it kind of pushes Kirby up into the air. Yeah. Whereas there is the section where the shooting star is falling down and gravity is heavier and pulls you down into the depth. So um, just another kind of interesting different way of doing an environmental effect in a game that was you know adam i'm gonna ask because you and i both kind of played and watched that section well you you played through it actually i what I, I watched did you recognize what bad guy or ability was most common in that area i didn't know was it the fireball it's fireball okay yeah, so yeah. one of the things is when you use the abilities in the area like Fireball as your cat goes crazy. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. All good. My she, dog she really goes, likes we World 7. We leave it in. Yeah, we got and some of my dogs. Pets are always allowed. Uh, fireball is pretty straightforward. It's going to shoot you across. And gravity, the gravity or the airflow affects you there, but it, as long as you like jump and Our then fireball, fireball yeah. you'll make it to the next section safely. That's true. I, You know, it's funny because I did use that skill, Fireball, yeah. earlier in the game at different parts. Yeah. Just, not just didn't have it there. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I think I, I didn't want to tell you at that point. I wanted to kind of just watch you play because I hadn't and see how you handled it. And just, I was like, man, just grab the fireball, grab the fireball. And he never did. Nope. You eventually got there. Yeah, we made it through. We made, we made it, through. it through. We made it. Yeah. Ah, uh, so you get to the end and you've got to fight King DDD, who takes a little bit of a beating, to be honest. He. I, you know, I played for Adam to make sure he saw the end of this. 
Yeah, because I sure as hell was not getting through this game. I was having some real life struggles, and so... So I, I knew how to beat the boss because I played the original, and it's the same... It's pretty much the same exact boss fight as the original yeah. Kirby, where he will sometimes jump at you and sometimes smash his hammer on the ground. And when either of those things happened, a little star popped out, and you had to suck it in and then spit it back at him. Mm-hmm. Um... And I think that's what, uh, when we were watching Adam play, he was not recognizing that or uh, trying to fight uh, him a different yeah, way. I would say what's... not recognizing because there was a boss previously that you had to beat that same way where you had to suck up a star from like a thing that they did. Yes. It's just that DTD had like a variety of moves and they were a little more, it was harder to get out of his hitbox, in my opinion, and then suck up the star. That's true. And then I watched Eric do it in like four seconds. So that really I think that put me in my place. Anticipating his moves is tough because there are times where you don't know if he's going to whip out the hammer so you can definitely get the star. Or if he's just going to run at you and trip and fall. Or if he's going to run at you and then suck you in. Kind of gives you that, that range of what the hell is he doing. And how to avoid it. So he does have his complications, I agree, but... Yeah, but that was also, I mean, like like you said, that was only... That only came up once or twice with other boss fights. It was, like, one of the main things you had to do in the original Kirby with no power-ups. Mm. You just, like, that was every boss fight. So it was much more recognizable, and you were kind of more used to trying to maneuver yourself to, to get close enough to get the stars. From previous games. There technically is a World 8, and I don't know why they make this a World 8, but World after you beat DDD, he kind of like Dr. Wily jumps at your heels and begs and pleads for you to not put the star rod back into the fountain. But you make your way to World 8, which is the fountain's dreams. And this is where you get the two-part fight. You put the star rod in. It explodes with some weird orb disco ball thing that we don't know the technical name of, if there is a technical name of it. You're going to look that up for me? Let's see what we got. Uh... I know the second form is Nightmare. Yeah. I don't know if this form is technically Nightmare as well. That that I couldn't find. Um, and so you get into what is like a Gradius side-scrolling shooter style fight, which is the second time that there is a time limit factor. Yeah, which sucked. And... <laughs> Just put that out there. I, I don't... I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you there. I think that it makes a little bit of sense to include it, but I think that it doesn't give you any real heads up that you're falling to a concrete spot where they, the bad guy just leaves the field of view. Yeah, you just don't. And then it. you're just crushed by the screen. Right. Which didn't make any sense. I thought that if they had given you kind of like a different perspective, maybe that would make sense. Because you're flying through the air at rapid speeds, and now you're just hitting the ground and you're squished. Right, like you ran out of air. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. Uh, 
kind of a different fight though. Like again, really changing things up, keeping you on your toes. You just whipping stars from the star rod at this thing as it's shooting stars back at you. And it goes through its, you know, a couple different patterns of shooting one or two or three or five stars back at you. And it zooms at you. It's, it's like playing Gradius to an extent. Yeah. If, if this didn't have a time limit, I would have... I mean, we just played this level, but if it didn't have a time limit, I would have played through it more. Yeah. Because it was appealing. And I would, I would have eventually beaten it, too, yeah. but the time limit made it very frustrating. Well, that was the thing. Is you got to a point where I knew it was about to happen, and I think there was two bars of health left on it, which means you needed to hit him twice. And I was like, oh, man, he's not going to get it. He's not going to get it. And then, it, like, he flew off the world. I was like, oh, I don't remember that happening. And you, you got crushed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really you sad. and I had talked about it, and I said that I died at a few bosses. This is one of the times I did the exact same thing. I died due to the time limit right. of the stage. And so the only reason I knew that there was a time limit to the stage is because I, I died that way. Uh, so apparently the orb is the same nightmare that the Dracula-looking okay. guy is. He's okay. just like... He's just orb form? In his cape all around him in, a, in an orb shape. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So you eventually hopefully... So it's phase one of Nightmares. Did you... Uh, any comments to add for phase one of Nightmares? Um, no. That one was a pretty... Uh, one of the more basic, like, I don't know. It reminded me, I guess, a little... It was like a... Not Galaga, because that's it was more sideways yeah. than, than up and down. But, like, that style of, like, 80s arcade shooter. Yeah game it's like uh the, the background's just whipping at this point and i yeah. think that's kind of what always stands in my mind is like you start way up in the sky and it starts getting lighter and lighter as you come down towards the, the planet or the earth or whatever they're on i don't know if they're on they're not on planet earth no 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 they're they're in nightmare land yeah yeah so that's true uh so we defeat nightmare phase one and nightmare phase two is like this vampire type character where he covers up the space that you have to hit with his cape and the space that you have to hit can either of you explain in words what that's that like target area is it's the whippy tornado of his torso okay that makes total sense yeah he's like a the top he's like a, a centaur like his top half is a dracula but his bottom half is like a mystical tornado, uh, ghost-like, circa thing. like genie from oh, Aladdin. Yeah, that makes total sense. sense. And that's the weak part of him. You can't shoot him in the face. No, his no. face is indestructible. But the the cape wiggly, is indestructible. Cape, yeah, yeah. So it's a good cape. You gotta hit it. Yeah, great cape, great cape. So like for him to be that indestructible, but choose to like expose, oh, expose, expose himself. himself. That's kind of what he does. Is he like? Opens up and is like, hey, look at my stuff. Terrible strategy. <laughs> Just keep yourself covered in your We also didn't game. mention that you have the star rod with you the whole time. So you're yes. just repeatedly firing yeah. off stars into this yeah. and nightmare. The star rod's pretty awesome. And yeah. like it, you can shoot three stars at a time. Like it it shoots the whole screen. They aren't like slow and mundane. Like they move pretty quickly. So you can kind of pick up that next version. And actually, I don't think I ever noticed this, but you can jump with the star rod and it will block some of his attacks. I did not. I didn't know that. I only know that from actually paying attention to the last playthrough. <laughs> so, uh, there's a lot of things I learned about this game as we went through this. 
he's got some crazy attacks, and there's like a second phase to him. So once I think he gets down to the second half or the the bottom third of his health, whatever it is, he starts doing a couple things differently, but nothing crazy. This is definitely the boss fight that I died the most at in overall, though. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, like not even close. Um, just this very last phase of it, mostly. It took me a little while to kind of get the pattern down and yeah. where you could stand and be safe, and when he was gonna dive a certain length across the screen and get you or stop and throw something at you. This he had a good variety of moves. Um, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gave it one whole try before I gave it to Eric. And then, right. and, then watched, right. and then watched him beat it. Yeah, you survived for a while, and then towards the end, you finally started hitting him. Like, uh, if you played it again, you would have had it. Yeah. I think, yeah. Like, and that's the thing. I think if you had more time for this and you had more interest, you, you definitely could have beaten that. Probably. We're rushing a little bit. Yeah. We, we, were making you sure, we wanted to make sure you saw everything and got to the end. Uh, yeah. Which is uh, greatly appreciated. Yes. Uh, you beat him, and you finally get some text slash story as to explain why Kirby is a bad guy and DVD is the hero. Conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat times. Kirby, you know, takes the star rod back to the fountain to put it back. Where it belongs. Where it belongs. <laughs> okay. And we find out that DVD had taken it originally uh, because he knew of the nightmare. And he gave it to his friends. These are all his friends. So Wispy Woods is, is DVD's friend. Paint Roller, Shine and Bright, Cracko, Heavy Mole, Meta Knight. These are all DVD's friends. He gave them all peace to protect them from putting the Star Rod back together to bring Nightmare into the world. Okay. I mean, I'm getting big, like, Voldemort Horcrux vibes, though. You know, like, break it up into pieces, so. But he gave it to his friends. DVD and Kirby was- comes bashing in there with whatever ability <laughs> to put the star rod back together into its rightful place where it and belongs then to bring nightmare into the world okay but how is he supposed to know that who would be a friend with because dd can't talk clearly what does krakow bring to that friendship group <laughs> i don't know he brings the thunder. he sees a lot of things <laughs> he brings the thunder what's the uh, big eye in lord of the rings yes the star rod yeah that's pretty much what he is he just sees everything I mean, like, I get all the other people, like, they could all hang out, but Krakow doesn't make sense to me still. <laughs> now, listen, like, I totally get the fact that King DDD was a good, he was trying to do the right thing. He was a good guy, all right? I'm not saying he's a bad guy. But you can't tell me Kirby's a bad guy out of this whole thing. That's ridiculous. I don't know if he's the good guy. He's doing... I don't know if he's the he's good guy. He's saving Dreamland because the Star Rod belongs in the fountain... I mean, if we if we really boil down what Kirby did to his core tenants, it's he roughed up a bunch of people, stole their stuff, and he unveiled his drinking problem throughout the entire thing. So Not there is a case to be made that Kirby's the best. He guy. reconstructed <laughs> the most important foundational component of Dreamland and then got rid of Nightmare. That part is true. And the only reason he got rid of Nightmare, though... How does he get into the nightmare fight? He puts the, the rod, he puts the rod the in. The rod comes shooting up. Nightmare comes floating out. Yep. So he has now unleashed nightmare into the world. Nightmare floats off. So that he can kill it. And, and then what does, the what fountain. happens then? Kirby doesn't go running after him and jumping after nightmare. Kirby sits there on his ass. 
Well, he's still trying to figure out what happened. See, because DDD is the whole time. Immediately, DDD comes up. Sucks him in the star rod because he's had years to plan this out because he knew and didn't tell anyone that nightmare is here. All he had to do was go to Kirby and be like, hey man, I can't. He doesn't have words. Okay, like sign language (laughs) communication. So what does this mean in sign language? More. It does. I, agree. I teach my daughter sign language every day. Give me some signs. I got this down. Good for you. I appreciate that you know something. And if you guys want to join our Patreon, we'll be selling DDD is the hero shirts. I'm making it. <laughs> fine. I'm making but Kirby is the villain does not go on the back of that shirt. <laughs> I think it should. Just in small print uh, right below it. I'm going to make a hat too. I'm yeah, going to make yeah. it like a MAGA hat. Just be like... Yeah. <laughs> DDD. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, that's pretty much the gameplay and the story and the worlds and the music's great. I don't think we once talked talked about it. Uh, no, no along with I mean like like I said before, the dance at the end of the level comes yep. with its own music. Yep. Um, like just things like there there's lots of shifts in music. Like there's a lot there's a wide variety of music, which is appreciated. I think it just does a good job overall. Like I don't feel it was very repetitive to a point where like you got bored of it. No, like, right. I, I Fit the setting. Even when we got to the final boss, I was like, yeah. "I'll turn the turn the music up." Like it's it's a good song. Like it's a good final fight. Yeah, it's some, some really exciting butt rock in yeah. the uh, the nightmare fight like yeah. that. Yeah, it was all fitting. It fit the the, the music was yeah. It was very good throughout the game. We talked about our mini stages. I, I think now is our time to really dive into our abilities. Oh, our, yes. Our, our list of the abilities. We've been beating around the bush on this one for far too long. Well, then let's get into it. So how do we want to do this? How would you like to do I mean, I, I had asked the two of you to make like a top and bottom three. I did go through my entire ranking of every quote ability. I have a top five and a bottom five. Why don't we start there? Because I have a... Th- Let's start I with think the I have a top. Let's start with the bottoms. Okay, yeah, yeah, bottoms. yeah. Bottoms. Okay. That sounds good. So what, what I propose we do is we go five to one bottoms. So like fifth worst, fourth worst, third worst, and so on. Okay, so we're not, we're not going to start at the worst worst. We're no, gonna no, start no. We're right, start right, right. We're unveiling the worst yes. at the end. Okay. So, so As I'll share my fifth. Yes. I'll, I'll share my fifth. Okay. And then Josh, you share your fifth. Okay. Hold and then on. Eric, gotta... you do your fifth, and we'll do like kind of a, a draft style here. Sure. I think I need the list again. But Hold is on. it let's, is it all so on the one that you? I agree. Let's do it that way. discuss and break down our bottom five or the five least favorite slash least liked abilities that you could get in this game which had a total 25 abilities so adam i'm going to start with you your first number 20 if you made a list of all 25 if you did this would be number 20 so it's not the worst ability in your opinion but it's the fifth to the bottom 
Fair enough. Okay. So what's your your number, your, your fifth worst? All right. We're coming out with, I think this is going to be a hot take. Yep. Wheel at yeah. fifth worst. Ooh. That's, that's a lot lower than I would have ranked it. So here's the case for against wheel, I should okay. say. So it's useful, like we mentioned in the earlier stages. There's like one stage where you just rip through it. It's kind of fun. Yep. It becomes the least useful skill in stages where you have like pitfalls because you can just drive yourself right off the cliff and die. Nope. And so there's really absolutely no point to it past the second stage. And the game's already so easy at that point that there's no real reason, reason to even have it. Plus, when you get it, it can like actively hurt your ability to get through the level. Like you can ruin your own experience with Wheel. I agree. Wheel would ruin a lot of stage experiences, which is why I wouldn't have used it in those stages. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes you get an ability, and then you gotta use it. Sometimes you try to get rid of it, you don't know how to get rid of it, because you don't select. know there's any other buttons. You push select! My select button doesn't work on my Switch! Oh, get a new Switch! We talked about this last time I, I was on. all about that. <laughs> uh, Alright, uh, my fifth from the bottom was Needle. And truth be told, a lot of the defense attacks are near the bottom for me. Because they don't do anything unless you stand perfectly still. And I just felt like that was boring and mundane. And I'd rather just keep moving forward or lose the skill and use the suck-in ability that Kirby has. So, Needle, seeing it numerous times. Not being... Because when you play the... When you see the bad guy, it can roll up into the spike ball and roll back and forth. And I was like, why can't I... If I could do that, this weapon becomes that much better. But sitting there and doing nothing, Needle. Down at the bottom. Okay. Josh? Um, I actually... I also had Needle as my fifth. Um, the same reasons. Just, like, you couldn't go anywhere. You should, like, sit in one place. And I was just like... Nah, I'm trying to, like, progress forward and, and do something. So... Needle's pretty low for me also. You guys are gonna love my fourth worst. Ooh, I can't wait. It's Needle. <laughs> oh, it's That's not bad, though. No, I, I, I thought Needle was terrible. So, to your point, there's these, like, area of effect abilities, yeah. right? Where, you know, you get the space around you. But Needle, by far, had the smallest range of any of those attacks. I'm going to agree, except for one, which is actually my next one. Okay. Well, yeah, I, so so that was my biggest grievance with Needle, was yeah. just the... The limited range and the fact that you weren't doing anything there. Yeah, so, like, I, I think one of the other ones was Freeze, where you get the, like, shield of right. ice all the way around. The needle right. definitely does not protect you to the same extent that that does. I agree. So, what's your next? Spark. No! Spark is the same idea where you sit stationary and you shoot these, like, little electrical pulses. Spark doesn't just do it on both sides or above you the whole time. It shoots it into, like come like opposite sides so it's it's possible for a bad guy to actually sneak in from one side and hit you even though you're using the attack oh i i i like spark i did not like spark and it's one of those ones you see a lot of and it's i just skip it every time and see you later i liked it early in the game it definitely got worse as more you got more power-ups but still somewhere in the middle for me I, uh, my number four was, uh, Parasol. Really? Aww. I just, 
I think, again, this was part of my problem of, of using the joystick, was I was like, I'm not having problems falling. No. So I don't need a parasol. I'll just float. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't really... Now, it got more, more annoying to me, and I'm, like, trying to fall, and it's stopping me. And I was just like, all right. I did just... you push down? No, probably not. See, so I had the opposite issue with Parasol, where, like, Parasol wasn't doing the floating thing for me. Because I think I was probably pushing down, pushing and down. so it just went straight yeah. down. Because I actually made a note that in the other Kirby game I played, Kirby's Dreamland, yeah. where... Or, um... Kirby Adventure 3, yeah. when you get the parasol, you do float, yeah. just automatically. And in this game, I wasn't floating, and it frustrated me. So there is an entire, like, last phase of a stage where you get parasol, and it's just spikes. And you're supposed to take parasol, not your float ability, because when you use the float ability, you fly up into the spikes, because there's spikes in the city. You kind of go back and forth and, like, slowly fall your way down. No, I brute forced I just, my way yeah, through that. I just floated. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, you can float through it. It does make it a little bit more complicated than parasol. Yeah, uh, I mean, parasol I didn't float through unscathed, ten. but I floated through. Parasol yeah. is a top ten for me, dude. Like, I, it just it gives you this a similar attack as sword does. It gives you the ability to if something's falling from above, those you get those weird coconut bombs that fall and hit the ground mm, and explode. I hate those. I just suck those up. Yeah, but if you have parasol, it just hits the top and it just blows it up. It doesn't do any damage to you. And you can slowly fall down in those sections. I don't know. So. It just changed the jump mechanic, which was a, like half of what you could do as Kirby yeah, was jump. True. So it ah. just it threw off my rhythm. I didn't like it. Okay, fair enough. Toss that shit out. Well, that's a great segue. In speaking about jump stuff, <laughs> my third least favorite ability was high jump the stupidest why kirby can it's fly not the stupidest. Kirby, if it's number three it's not the stupidest so. okay <laughs> it's the stupidest jump related thing okay, because yeah. kirby can fly yeah why do i need a jump ability when kirby can fly he jumps fast now i don't care it was so dumb and you used it one time yep. it was on the fucking Krako level and Krako sucks too I hate, I hated high jump. I remember getting it as like, so remember you talked about the mix where you get two people? Yeah. So I learned that you could do that about halfway through the game. And I remember like sucking up two people and being like, nice, I'm going to get something. Like maybe it'll be something cool. And I got fucking high jump. And I was like, well, this is a waste of my day in life. I hate this. So yeah, there's my rant on, on high jump. Okay. Are you going to have high jump later? Eric's gonna have high jump at like number two and be like, I freaking love high jump. I mean, in right, like so number two favorite. Oh, no. Yeah, are you gonna have no, it in no. your favorites oh, later? Because I'll talk about it now if you're not. No, high jump is not in my favorite. Okay, so my here's I didn't like high jump in this game either, but my other experience with Kirby besides the original where you had no power ups is Kirby's Dream Course. Yep. And mm. high jump is an amazing skill in Kirby's Dream Course. So I think I was a little biased in like <laughs> Again, I didn't like I in this game. I think the five game, people but... who have played that game and like that game whoa, really whoa. appreciate you right now. The whoa! Five. Two of you are here right now. So this whoa, Kirby Street Course is great. An amazing game. People Phenomenal game. Even, no, we, it's I, Kirby Golf! I think we do need, truth be told, I do think we will play that. I've played it before. We're going to have to stream that one. I think we one. could totally play that mm. one, discuss that one, and add that to our list. But I don't feel like, I didn't know about it until you brought it up at some point. And then I was like, oh, it's on the SNES Mini, I'll play it. Like, 
Amazing. I played it a little bit. I haven't gotten far, but it is. It's totally me. worth beating. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's an amazing game. Uh, no, high jump. And again, because I made it a complete list of all the abilities, high jump is number fourteen for me. That's so high. That's pretty. It's in the middle, like in the middle. That's so high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after uh, what is this? Bottom three, right? Number two, so your third worst. Ball. Okay. And that I think the, the thing with ball is until you build up whatever momentum with hitting the A button correctly, you don't do anything. You just jump. You can do something. So as ball, if you, you can hit roll. the timing correctly, yeah. What is if you hit the timing correctly, you turn, you you start flashing, and that is your like recognition that you were pretty much invincible. But. I don't know in what part of the game where that's needed or necessary, or we're any even way we're that even that's space reasonable to use. build up yeah. that kind of momentum. I just can't do it consistently. Like it's it's like the person who can use ball well is the person who gets the one up every turn at the end of this stage. Okay. Every time, like it's they that the person, timing, or the person who does get the special bonus for the thirty one ups, like the seven six five four three two one thing. Right. Like that is the person who. Probably likes ball. It's just, I think it's stupid. Yeah, I ball just, is just like bad wheel. Yeah, it's it's you, flat it's just tire. vulnerable. Flat tire. Yeah. yeah, because you can lose that ability if you time the A button wrong. So you could be going, going, going good, and then mistime one A button, and then you're just vulnerable. How many times were you ball in this game? I did not pick up ball once. Mm. Yeah. Because I know I don't like ball. And okay. even though I went to the museum to mess around with ball, I still sucked with ball <laughs> and said screw this. Fair enough. Um, my third Warren, third third worst, which I think is going to end up being a controversial one, and I'm sure it's another user error uh, <laughs> problem. But my third worst is tornado. Oh no! Yep. yep. Okay. I felt like I felt like I just had no control over a tornado. Like That's I would not the use point. it and I would just go off somewhere and then I'd just fall to my death and I'd be like, Well But you can fuck fly. This. I'm never using this again. You can fly You're Kirby, you can fly all the time. You can yeah, so why didn't you fly instead of falling to your death? I after you use the tornado, he's like in this state of I don't know. You get this split second phase where you can't fly. Well he's dead, so Fuck tornado, Josh. I'm on your team. I had tornado as my <laughs> sixth worst. Fuck tornado. It was my it was my honorable mention of of worst abilities. All right, uh, at least I agree. I don't feel at least you. I thought you were gonna be like all you had to do was press A and you could control where the tornado goes. And I was like, all right, here I am being an asshole again. <laughs> if you hold B, you know you float up, right? No, no. <laughs> no. It says it. Did any of you hit pause when you got no? No. <laughs> Fucking damn it. Oh, read the manuals. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm not trying to pause and read. Uh, <laughs> if you pause, all of these have a generic basic thing. And for Tornado, it does state that if you hold B... I thought they were up. all just press the button once and the thing happens. Oh, so UFO sucked for you. Well, yeah, it did, but I still like <laughs> it, so I still put it up high. Just, right. Wait, so there's a description for UFO? I don't know what the description is for UFO, but if you just pushed B, then you didn't realize that it had 
four attacks. Right, you can hold A or hold B. A and did press. nothing for it. It attacked. The no, game. there was there was so there was if you tapped B for UFO. Yeah, let's talk. Can we talk about UFO later? Because I think sure. it's a top one sure, for sure, most sure. of us. Yeah, we can talk about it later. Okay, okay, sorry. My second worst was ball. <laughs> All right, see, yes. it sucks. Ball sucks. Ball sucks so much. It, yeah, ball sucks. And I, I want to make the point very clear. That ball is lower than wheel because ball actively sucked. Yes. Wheel actually had one benefit, which was you were invulnerable. Ball, there's no benefit. No. It was a pointless waste of time. I agree. Uh, this one's probably not in the same realm. So I, my bottom groupings are all one-time use things. And my, this is bottom... Two, right? Second, second worst. Bottom second two, worst. Yeah. Uh, mine is Crash. Whoa, hold on. I don't need something to wipe the screen for me. Oh, that is such an elitist, good gamer opinion on Crash. It, it cleans like, the screen of enemies. It's too beneficial. I don't need It was need annoying. That. I more so often got hit by the Crash cannons. You saw the last Yeah, they're enemies. Yeah, and I was more so hit by that than used Crash, so I just... And the best way to beat those enemies was to use the ability. This ability actively benefits the player. I agree, but I just... I didn't like it. I just vehemently disagree with your argument. (laughs) It is so... It is such a... I'm so good at this game. So I am an unbiased third party. You're biased. I'm unbiased. (laughs) I didn't know Crash was a power-up until I saw it here 20 minutes ago. So I am unbiased. We're over an hour to the podcast. Whatever. I saw it in action and I was like, that is awesome. That's got to be a top five power up. Right. That was a great ability. Um, I thought that they were like the cannons that shot things at you and you couldn't suck them up. So I never tried. So I never got crash. Oh, Um, makes more sense now. I also, I think I left all the one-time uses off of my... uh, Yeah, you left all the one-time uses, but my bottom, technically it's a bottom three, but you guys both said I didn't include this ability, and I had, so... I think Mike would have been at the bottom. I feel like it's another one I probably just didn't know how to use. I like Mike a lot more than Crash, because you get three uses of it. It does the exact same thing, and each time you use Mike, you get a more, like, animated Kirby. Yeah, I didn't ever use Mike because I didn't suck up the boss that lets you get it. Oh, yeah. See, I think you would have liked Mike even if you liked Crash. Like you would have drastically liked Mike more. Hmm. Fair enough. Right. So I actually had the same number two of Ball. Yes. Um, I agree that it was also useless. Uh, the one use it served was that you could actually still move. You could still progress in the level. You could go forward. So there, that is why there is one. That I have worse that, again, I'm sure I will be told I'm very wrong about. But, uh... Adam, your worst ability, that is not a one-time use ability, but your worst ability in Kirby's... Okay, so this has to be a no-brainer, right? Uh... Do we want to at the... uh, So, technically, I've got got two, but they're both one-time use things. I know there's no way that they're going to be the same. No, no, no! 
You no, I think we Eric, might have the same. Josh, we have, I think okay. we do. Okay. But I'm let's, sure he's gonna be like let's Did you this. read the part where if you do this, it's the most unstoppable yeah. power in all the right, entire so game? Can I just assume that we all have sleep? Yeah, okay. sleep is obviously the worst. It is the most detrimental ability to the user that there is in the game. Okay. You have to have sleep. Tell me what sleep does. Tell me the amazing. <laughs> Let's be honest. We can all use more sleep. Um, sleep does absolutely nothing other than put Kirby to sleep and make you vulnerable for an attack. Yes, that's what sleep does. It is the most thank God harmful and detrimental ability. So it is your worst. No. Why? How is it not your worst? I think light is the worst ability. In light the helps you. I think it's dumb. But it helps you. I think it's dumb. Okay, how is sleep not anywhere in your top Because at least the animation is cool. (laughs) I quit the podcast right now. You can go on from... You guys can join Josh and I on our new podcast. Oh, come on. I just think sleep's so much funnier. Like, you're all of a sudden, you're like, oh, what's this thing? And you you suck it up and you eat it and you're like... And then you lose. <laughs> you lose life. Did you ever die? I never yes, once died. I died from from sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying yes, to... I thought it I was do, like... I do suck at the game. I was like Jigglypuff, where you would like put Insta-kill them to sleep or... what? Yeah, shoot them off into the... So my, my theory on sleep was if it regained your health, okay. then it would have been a useful ability. And yeah. that's what I thought that it makes did. Sense. So the first time I was in the museum, I was like, this is cool. I have an ability where I'll go to sleep, regain all my health. So I can go through the map, yep. press it, heal up, and then move on. And then I fucking used it <laughs> and got no health back. And it drove me nuts. Yeah. I just think that the sleep animation and comment... Again, and this is again... Neither of you read the commentary when you paused the game. No. So well, there is no pause button. The game. I never pause the game. So I think the commentary for sleep and the animation for sleep are just better. Light, yeah, technically lights up one or two stages or spaces. And other than that, does nothing. But you also don't get light at all in the game other than on those levels it feels like to me yeah because light has no purpose other than those two small sections oh but they give you sleep all the all the damn time yeah every level they're just like here's a sleep here's a sleep here's a museum with sleep take it out (sighs) it's like earthbound when dad calls you and says hey i should i think you should take a break what is sleep yeah yeah. I thought you were talking about light, and I was like, no, light is like fucking squawks from yeah. Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, better than that, probably. And, well, I think that's our all of our bottom fives. Uh, anybody want to add a honorable mention for the bottoms? I wanted to second Josh's tornado as an honorable mention. What, what are your honorable mentions, Eric? Because we, um, we had... I think the so again I made a list of the twenty five total. I think freeze because it's similar to needle and spark. It does it just has a bigger area effect. Freeze was an honorable mention for me as well. Stone because it does nothing if you're on the ground. It just keeps you safe and you can only attack or do damage if you fall from the sky. And I think if Kirby hadn't been a character in Smash, people wouldn't really have liked Stone that much to begin with. 
I agree with that. For me, it was, again, Kirby's Dream Course, though. That's what got uh, me with Stone. See, yeah, that's going to mm. make a difference. Stone yep. is phenomenal, Kirby's Dream and, Course. Yes. Power um, up. Beam. Just because it moves too slowly, kind of like karate chopping from the top down. Beam is great. Beam is one of the only ones, because most of the other ones only fire straight ahead. And yeah. if I got something jumping at me, I need the beam to attack at an angle. Okay. Beam is very vital. Okay. Beam is not in my top five, but it's an honorable mention of my top five. Do we want to get into our, our tops? Do you want me to do my honorable, like, mentions for the um, tops? What about, actually, sorry, before I, remind me what ice is, because there's freeze and then there's ice. So freeze does, and actually I have, I have freeze, I should have this switch. No, I, no, no, yeah, I think I should have this switch. Freeze is the one that gives you, like, the shield around you. Like it pops up from the ground? Okay. And it goes, like, up and to your left, to your right, and to the bottom and the top. Yeah. Do you ice all just shoots full. Okay. Ice is you, like fire. Ice, you opens your mouth and you just shoot it forward like fire. But okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So like, I liked ice more than fire because at least when you got that character frozen, you could then kick it forward or back or whatever. Hmm. Um, Freeze also lets you do that, but it makes you stand still as well and goes all the way around you. What about throw? When, was a throw like a one-time? Throw is not a one-time use, but it, you could only get throw from... The One of the bosses. turtle mini-boss. The mini-boss. Yeah. Okay. And throw, any attack you used was not just on, like, so you know how you spit a bad guy out and you get that one star? Yeah. If you got two bad guys and spit it, it was the big star with, like, a small star, like, circling around it. It did more damage. Nice. And throw made any attack do that. That seems pretty And cool. throw also lets you kind of put it in any direction. So you could throw things... You know when you spit something out, it just goes left or right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes straight that direction. You could do this diagonally. Ooh, okay. Up That's and cool. down as well. So throw really gave you the advantage of the angle, kind of like beam did. Yeah, I didn't really use throw. I didn't throw either. Throw was tough to find. Yeah. yeah. And I wasn't always a fan of some of the other mini bosses, so even if I had the chance, I might have skipped it. Yeah. Okay, let's get into this. All right. start with your because so, your uh, list to me is definitely the one that i think josh and i are going to argue with the most fair, it fair. seems like we're on the same wavelength yeah. here right. especially so after... i'm going to start at my number 10 i know that you guys have your top five i'm going to start at my number 10 and just do them as my honorable mentions real quick sure. right. yeah, ten yeah, to six. Yeah, yeah. okay yeah so i had the star rod as 10 and i just I thought it was counts. it was fun it was cool like it, it was really that one time sage use with boss but it the fact that it defended you was something i didn't even know my number nine is parasol Okay. Because if you used it correctly, it did a lot of great things. And <laughs> it's garbage. Defended you. This is the extent. second time you've been elitist in the last yeah. five minutes. Like, we are really you. gonna we're spinning off the this podcast. One, this one Kirby was one player. of the few things that without pushing the button or doing anything defended you. Like if something fell and hit the parasol, it protected you, it didn't hurt nothing hurt you. Where if you didn't have the parasol, it could land on you and hit you or fall from above and come down at you. After that, I had Fireball. Pretty basic, but I thought that Fireball was useful, and it also helped to like move you forward, and I thought that was good. I then had Tornado, 
because I think that tornado is fun. And during the time in which you are a tornado, you are invincible. I then had UFO. And UFO, I think, is in a lot of people's top five. But the fact that you lose UFO at the end of the stage is one of the things that kind of ruins UFO for me. It's nice. That's cool. Cool to know. Because <laughs> we definitely didn't know that. You didn't know you lost UFO at the end of the stage? You think I got to the end of the stage with UFO <laughs> when, I, when I didn't know that UFOs could attack? So, right. okay, walk me through how UFO... All right, so UFO has four attacks. Four attacks. four attacks. Four attacks. So if you tap the B button, it does the same exact thing as Beam. Right. It does, like, the karate chop action of Beam. If you hold it for like a like half of a second, it does laser and just shoots forward with the laser attack. Yep. If you hold it for a little bit longer, you see a little charge shot forming in front of it, it shoots a single star. If you hold it for a long enough time, it shoots that big star that I just talked about, where if you had two bad guys or if you were attacking with throw. It, in a way, because you can move so quickly, up, down, left, right, where like when you're Kirby flying, you don't move super quickly. You move, but not right. very quickly. You're not an agile character that way. In UFO, you will whip around the screen. So Kirby in UFO form. I am actively rearranging my top five as you describe this. <laughs> so UFO, UFO is, I think it's the only ability other than Star Rod that if you beat the stage with it, you lose it. So I think, I mean, technically when you beat the game with Star Rod, it's gone anyways. The game's over. Right. But UFO, if you beat a stage with it, it's just gone. You you walk out into the next stage with nothing. See, so my thinking now is that if I had used the D-pad, UFO would have been much easier to use. Probably. Because with the joystick, it was it was much yeah. more difficult. It's, a, it's Because it's so quick in general, like it is a little bit difficult, but... I would have to imagine that it was a little bit easier. Right. Well, I'm going to jump ahead of you okay. to start the top five. Top because, five. Because my fifth was UFO. All right. And the reason, And the reason I put it there is not because of my success with the ability, but the fact that I appreciated how unique and different it was than the other abilities of this game. I liked the fact that it seemed like inventive, original, and it was vastly different. So I, I wanted to take up a spot to appreciate it. All right. I don't think it was better than a lot of these things, but I do think it was, it deserves the recognition because it was so cool. So that was my thing. Do you want me to go next? Do you want to keep the same order? Uh, well, how many of you, did you get to your actual top five? I have not talked about my number five yet. You go number five. I want to go last with my, my top one because I think it's going to be different and I don't think any of you will agree. So my number five then, uh, was fire. Uh, I just, it was, it was, you got it early, often. It was useful, uh, in a little bit of range to it. Um, and it's just cool to breathe fire. So that's cool. Yeah. That was my, I also had fire up near the top. All right, Eric. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, of course. Uh, my number five was laser. And I okay. think one of the things I liked about laser was that it shot the whole screen, which was one of the things. But it also deflected or kind of bounced off of certain squares or angles. So I really liked just laser's attack. I liked its little sound effect, too. 
Yeah, Laser was uh, probably my honorable mention. Yeah. I also, early in the game, really liked it. The range all the way across the screen was nice. Um, it was weaker, though. And yeah. eventually I was like, all right, I just got to get better at using the other power-ups. Yeah. Like, it is definitely weaker in boss fights, but I liked Laser. I think there's a lot of fun stages with it. Laser was a good one. I had Laser and Fire, both in my honorable mentions. Nice. So, we're all kind of on the same page so far. Okay, number four. All right, number four, I had Fireball. I love Fireball because you are invincible yep. for that stretch. As we had talked about previously, you can use it to advance through levels, and it was somewhat necessary for certain parts of, of certain levels. So, like, you were actively using it to benefit not only killing enemies, yep. but also moving through stages. Um, plus, in uh, Smash, it's one of Kirby's attacks, and... It, it unlocks a little bit of the nostalgia, nostalgia feeling. It's funny that Smash is a nostalgia feeling when this came out before it. I mean, this was before it, right? But, like, obviously all those moves are inspired from the previous right. games. But, yeah, Smash, we all obviously played yes. so many hours on it. Yes, so. too many hours. And one of the other things, like, and we, I don't think we really even talked about it, some of those special hidden areas are you get launched off in those cannons. Right. So you can light those things with Fireball, and sometimes that's actually the best thing to use. Right, so having fire or fireball yeah. becomes infinitely more beneficial. Josh, your number four. Uh, my number four is actually uh, normal or nothing. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Curveball. <laughs> I thought, yeah. Um, there were some times in the game where I felt like it was actually better to just like not have a power-up. Not very often, but there were a couple times. Uh, so you could just like hit the B buttons bit air out and like fall down you know as opposed to doing some crazy move I think the, yeah I, I don't disagree with you like the range of your sucking things in and the defense of that as well is not a bad thing to have yes and using some of the abilities either like manipulated Kirby to do things that just slowed you down or kind of interrupted just the flow and yeah dude if if Eric's opinion of DTD being the real hero is like three chili peppers of hot take. This is the two chili peppers of hot take. Is that normal is <laughs> no a top five ability. They I'm, made an entire game out of normal. Yeah, I, listen, I, that was I, the first game I... That was Kirby, and my nostalgia of Kirby was normal. I had never even thought that that would be an option, but you know what? You make a good case. Uh, I, I disagree, but you make a good case. Uh, it's not... So when I looked at the list of the... the all of them. Like, how many abilities are there? Like, there's 25. Normal's not listed as one of the abilities. It's on the picture you sent. So. Uh, it is on the picture. It's I like sent a status. Right? So it's actually the, right next to nothing. So is the bye bye. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, which is what you get when you beat the game. It just says bye bye to you in the credit scene. Uh, my number four is sword. I just think that sword is fun. I like its little range. I like that when you jump attack, it does the spin around you. I love the fight with Meta Knight. I just think that sword overall, sword overall does a lot more damage than laser does, or it's a stronger attack. So I just like running around with a sword. It's fun. Well, Eric, guess what I have at number three? Is it sword? It's sword. Nice. For the exact same reason. Yeah. I think it was buoyed a lot by the Meta Knight fight. I agree. Like, I don't know why all, I mean, I don't know why we agree on this because there was nothing really like, substantially different about that Meta Knight fight, but there's something there that just was so appealing that you get a sword, you do a duel, it's a boss fight, 
the music's cool, like it, everything's it, it's exciting. It's just yeah. So sword got bounced up a little just for that, and then also it's also a effective ability. Yeah, yeah. I liked sword too. It, it uh, did always bother me a little that it was different than the other power ups, and that like you didn't. Kirby didn't change or transform at he all. Just he holds just holds a sword. Held a sword. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's a little, like, it's cool. I like it. it's a sword. Like, I'll take a sword any day of the you week. You want him to hold, like, a laser gun and start, like, running around, like, shooting people? <laughs> it's just weird. You it ever just have those laser weird. tag guns? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Man. That's what I, if Kirby ran around with a laser tag gun for laser, <laughs> different opinion. But I liked it, and I, it was still, like, I would use it anytime I could. It just, it was always bothered me a little bit so um my number we're on three right my number, number, three, number three actually and it was originally my number four was ufo just based on how cool it was to be a ufo and to yeah. float around because again i didn't know how to attack so i'm doing this <laughs> solely based on just being able to move around as a ufo it was my number four um just like like you had said earlier just so different and uh unique in that way um and then hearing all the cool stuff i could have done with it <laughs> i moved it up one space i haven't actually gotten to do any of the cool stuff or i might move it up more but uh it sounded pretty awesome so that was my number it three it is pretty awesome my we're number four you're yeah, number, number three. three number three i had hammer for the same reasons that i like sword i like hammer it's just you just walk over and squish things you're like <laughs> mashing things with a hammer and I don't, I don't know. It's it gives you the benefits of all the things that there are a few things hidden wise that you need stone for, and hammer gives you the exact same things with a lot more mobility and attack range. For this, the the reason I didn't have hammer this high was because of the ubiquity of sword, yeah, versus the rarity of the hammer, yeah. And the fact that hammer, like it was uh, necessary on that um, the mole yeah. level, and that helps. I think that might have been the first time I saw it. Yeah, I think that's the first time in the game that it does pop up. Is right. right before that. Yeah, and so it was cool, but it only happened. I think I only got it twice in the game. Yeah. Versus sword, you get All constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does is hammer limited? You does it run out? Can you nope, use it? You can use it the entire stage. You can run through. Once you get it, you could run through the rest of the game with it. I had a weird, for some reason, I, I must have missed, I don't know, something weird happened. I felt like I was using it and it just like disappeared or I lost it once. And then I just thought it was one of those like, oh, I only get a hammer for like four swings and nope. then it, it disappears. Oh, so Unlimited. And it does all the same things the sword does. Like it does the basic normal like swing, but like you can jump and swing it as well and kind yeah. of hit things around you. Yeah, and that animation was cool too. Yeah. The like sword, the jump sword, and the yeah, jump hammer yeah, animation. Yeah. I like that. All right, number two. I'm ready to bring my one pepper spicy take here for Eric of number two. All right, number two. And I think Josh, you might agree with me here. What do you got? Beam. Beam. And number beam. two. Ugh. I love beam because <laughs> in this game there is so much beam. <laughs> There's a lot of beam. First off, you can get beam all the time. I feel like it's the most common one, probably. Yeah, it is the first one you get. It's a big, big beam opportunities a lot. So I love that there's beam. Secondly, um, it it covers a radius that none of the other abilities really seem to cover. And so 
Josh was talking about this earlier, you can spray beam and hit people who are jumping at you, above you, in front of you. Yeah. And I loved the fact that it covered an area. It was like, it felt like a cheat code for me. Like, if I had beam, I was like, oh, I'm just going to cruise through this next chunk of the stage because I could just kill everything in front of me. Um, so I'm a big beam guy over here. Nice. Yeah, big, big beam fan. <laughs> I did not. I did not. Yeah, I mean, if you put me, if you put me in like the industrial era, you know, and they're like building those huge uh, new buildings out of beams, I would have been all over it. I'm big, big beam guy. Sitting at the top beam. Oh jeez. Yes. With your lunch pail. Yeah, just hanging the feet over the edge. Just hanging out on beams with a lunch pail in the 1900s. Swinging them like a little. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah, all about it. Josh, is your number two beam as well? It's not. No, oh, okay. beam is an honor. Beam is not on my top five, but uh, I do like the angle, like the radius. Beam? I like beam. Yeah. Oh, my number two is cutter. Oh, same. Nice, nice. I liked the range. Uh, well, could you throw three of them out at you a time? Throw three at a time. They were very powerful. Catch them or drop them, like let it fly behind you. They were big too, so like they they covered more than like a, a laser was so thin and narrow, but like a, a cutter was big. I just thought it was cooler than the laser too. It was cool. I liked throwing like yeah, like it showed up often enough throughout the entire game, and I don't think it. I don't know if it did more or less damage than the laser, but I just. It definitely did more. It's so much cooler. And I'm talking about, you know, the Game Boy Kirby game, and you you think about the hamster. I still think about the bird, where when you get the mm. bird and you use cutter, it whips like a feather. And I just thought that was, like, the coolest, like, animation and attack that that game had. And so that always stood out in my mind with cutter. But I, I liked cutter back even before that game had come out, but. Yeah, Cutter is also my number two. Well, you guys are going to love my number one then, which is Cutter. Oh, nice. Right. I freaking love Cutter. Yeah. <laughs> Cutter's great. Cutter's it's such a good ability. It's strong, great radius. <clears throat> there's nothing to dislike about Cutter. No, there's nothing to dislike it was, about Cutter. Yeah, it's I so thought it was fun. the best weapon. Agreed, agreed. Josh, your number one. My number one is Fireball. Ooh. Okay. I enjoyed just being a meteor, basically. That was cool. <laughs> um, I liked all the aspects where, you know, once you figured out the the length, basically, you could figure out how to jump from one place to the next just using fireball and, like, zooming across the level and, like, you knew where you were going to land. You could, you could get your trajectory. But everything you said before about being invincible and, um, like, cutting through... Uh, that environment aspect that like it would blow right through the wind if you had it there it would blow through the uh the shooting stars up and down yeah it like, pushes you over the that, gravity yeah. situation so i just like speeding through levels as a, a meteor fair enough it's cool agree uh do if you want to take a guess to what my number one is i don't know some stupid like yeah. ball Terrible. No, ball's on my bottom. <laughs> we all know that. Uh, you didn't put sleep on your bottom five, right? Sleep. It, technically, 25th was light. 24th was sleep. Oh, okay. Is it... Uh, Ice? I don't even know what's nope. left. It was, was it a one-time use thing? It was not a one-time use thing, but it was something you only got from the mini bosses. Oh. And Adam, I thought this was going to be up there for you, but clearly it wasn't. Because you made a comment earlier about your, like, you liked that boss fight. 
So remember when you fight the stag beetle? Yeah. The stag beetle gives you backdrop. Backdrop is my favorite. I didn't know how ability. to use backdrop. Backdrop doesn't really have a great overall usage. I just think it is the funnest thing to do to the enemies. So backdrop is the same idea as Kirby's normal, where you suck a bad guy in. Once you have them, you hold them, and you're invincible during that time. So you can, if you jump and get somebody, you can fall to your death. But if you're on the ground, you just stand there. If you push up, you do like this high looping backdrop. If you do forward, you just kind of slam them down. If you go backwards, you do a backflip and like power slam. If you do like down. So you do a different animation based off the direction you push. And you hurt anything in that range. But it's just the animations that really get me. And I just think it's just fun. Like, you legitimately, like, start picking people up and body slamming them. And you're, like, you're picking up this poor bird that's flying through the air. And you're, like, backdropping them. And then you're picking up, like, the Waddle Dee that's just, like, out for his morning walk. And you're just slamming him into the ground. <laughs> like, this is why Court Really Kirby, don't approve of this picture not, you're painting of Kirby. Kirby is not the hero. <laughs> I think I would agree with you if I was able to use backdrop. But oh, it's I, just so much fun! Like, I don't think I ever had it. It's the one thing like it really doesn't have a great practicality, but it is just so much. It's kind of like you have a where it's fun to just whip around and like be that. You are just now this like wrestler in the ring with all these other bad guys that walk up to you and do whatever. I don't know. It sounds a little too easy. Uh, I think you have to rate it really low. It sounds a lot like some crash going on over here. So it should probably be the worst one on your list. Did you at least have Mike <laughs> feel some crash? inconsistencies you with your story? You need Mike about crash. Inconsistencies. <laughs> this has got to be some sort of litigious problem. Me, I'll so go through my list. Slander on Kirby and <laughs> don't believe anything he says yeah. because he's lying. Everything. Ah. <laughs> That's that's the tip. All right. Anything else we want to add before we get into our ring? a little though so um <clears throat> i did say earlier and we don't have to do this for a rating there's 25 abilities 26 if you include normal we can do that other than that i didn't really have a number i was going to say seven as well because that's the number that when you do the end stage that's it's one through seven oh, the one through seven yeah um I, i'm fine with either i don't have any other number um, Originally, there were supposed to be 40 abilities, but I don't think that's worth using. There's 41 stages Is there in right? the game wow. out of the seven worlds. That's a lot of stages, actually. I wonder if they were going to give you one, if there was going to be like a specific, special ability in each stage, you know, 40, hmm. 40 abilities, they 40 stages. They might have that originally. That would make sense. You would get others in there, but there would be like this one that you can only get in this stage right here. Hmm. Any thoughts on the scoring system? Um, I like 26. 
26 for the abilities, including yeah. normal? Including yeah, normal. we did just right. rank the abilities anyway. So it was it was a big part of what we were talking about. No, yeah. it's like the only thing I had real comments about originally. And then I was like, ah, I guess we should talk about the worlds a little bit and some of the things. And um, I don't recall how we went through. You went last for Stun Race. Yeah, because I really wanted to just take that game apart. Okay, so you, you wanted to take it apart. Josh, do you have an opinion? Would you like to go first? Would you like to go second? Would you like to go third? Um, I, I will go wherever, to be honest. I think I'm ready, so if you if you want me to go first, I'll go first. All right, out of 26, Josh. All right, so... I mean, we've talked... Well, I have just a few final kind of notes to add. Um, there were a lot of levels that I kind of jumped right back into once I realized the... Either the... I didn't necessarily realize the door situation right away, but I could see um, there were spots in the level where I could see, like, oh, I can't get here, but there's, like, a one-up or there's, like, a big uh, button to press, a switch to flip or something. I'd be like, I want to go back in that level and, like, try and figure out where the secret hidden path is to get there. Um, so it's always fun to have that instant replayability aspect to it. Um I mean, we just talked about so many different abilities, and that's very unique to, I mean, like in Mega Man, you can get 12, 14 different abilities, but not like 26. Um, so that's a really cool feature that just doesn't come up in many other games. Um I did towards the end. I got in the trampoline rhythm and I got three one-ups in a row and I felt super accomplished uh, by that. Also, my right after that, I went I went back and tried my luck at all the quick draw bonus stages and I finally, I got one. I just crushed it. I got uh, a .04. Wow. It seemed like it was measuring your like milliseconds. It was, yeah, that. that's what I thought it was. So. Um, which I loved. I'm very... Um, my position on the relay team when we were when we were Western Mass was I was the lead off always. I did I won those block start races. Oh. We would always do. Um, so I just it just got that really. Uh, that was never me. Nostalgia piece to it there, like I was just feeling like I was back in the starting blocks on the quick draw stages. So I really like those. Um, I am actually gonna go with. 21 out of 26, um, which um, is partially because it actually, if if I were to equate it to 100%, it is the, the exact percent that I completed of the game. I got 81% when I was done with the game. Um, it's not the reason, the full reason I'm actually rating it that way, but um, it was a solid game, like very cool. The kind of areas where it lost points to me were, again, it was... I get the point of it trying to be whimsical, but there was just a little too much disconnect in the level itself. Like, it would just randomly flip to being something completely different. It's just kind of weird. Um, yeah. Uh, that's where I'm at. All right. 21 out of 26. Z, would you like to go next or you want to finish out? No, this I one? like going last. All right. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 20. Three out of 26, <laughs> of course. And I have a little nostalgia for the game. I think that, just like Josh had mentioned with like Mega Man, the, the range of abilities really makes a lot of replayability. I'm never going to get through this game playing as ball, but 
<laughs> I'm sure there are some crazy speedrunners who have played through this game with whatever weaponry of choice, whether it's normal or beam <clears throat> or fire or sword or whatever that you can get in the first or second level and then just move down from there. Uh, I think the music's phenomenal across the board. I just think that it just kind of is catchy and, and enjoyable. And I think that, you know, I think Kirby's gotten a lot of nostalgia for him in Smash Bros. But I think that the Kirby games themselves, I, I think they've gotten a little soft lately. But I think that the early ones were fair enough that they're great introductory games for a lot of people. So if you were to introduce... If you were to pick up the Nintendo, the the Nintendo Entertainment System, <laughs> and hand it to somebody and hand them one game with it, of any age or range of abilities, this would probably be the game that I choose to give somebody because it's capable of being played by just about anybody of any skill, in my opinion. And I think that makes it a great game where there's enough challenge, but there's also enough where somebody brand new could pick it up and do it. And I would play this game again any day of the week. All See? right. I think it's uh, funny that you guys said 21 and 23 because the number I had in my in my head was 22 out of 26. All right, so you're going to go with like a 12 then, right? No, 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 no. No, I had a 22 out of 26. I was right in the exact same ballpark as you guys. I was trying to think like what is a like a B to B plus. That's where I think this game falls for me. Um yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll echo a lot of what you guys said. I really like this game. I think the one thing that stood out for me that makes it so appealing is the fact that there is this, like, very obvious personality that comes through in this game. Um, despite the fact that Kirby has no dialogue, it's, you know, a, a, an appealing character. And you kind of feel somewhat attached to Kirby, maybe so attached that you might defend his honor in an argument, uh, whether he is he the is hero a bad or guy. Um, but I really like Kirby. I really like all the characters. I thought the villains were, uh, you know, appropriately variable. They were different. Obviously, we talked about how many different abilities there are, which is so cool. Uh, but yeah, it was just a super fun game. I would definitely play it again. I really liked it. It taps that level of nostalgia that, you know, we really need. And, you know, I hope that the, the new Kirby games that come out aren't quite as bad as the current ones that are coming out. Yeah, I don't know about either. I mean, we've kind of talked about what we've played before this. Have either of you played anything after this other than Dream Course? I've seen some of the, like, new release Kirby games on the Switch. Did you, like, uh, like even thinking Super Nintendo, did you play Dream World 3? No. Dream Land 3? Nope. No. Did you play Superstar? No, I, I just did the That's Adventure it. 3 and the Dream Course. Okay, did either of you play the 64 one? These are the only two. The original and this one are the only Kirby okay. games other than Dream Course. I played a little bit of the 64 one. Okay. Not much. Because I think one of the things that the Kirby games start getting, uh, at least at those points, after 64 I haven't played a single Kirby since, but the 64 lets you start truly mixing, where like you can get spike in stone and you turn it into a stone with spikes all around it and you can like roll around the stage. So it gives you that weird like kind of alchemy mm-hmm. play to it, which really brings the game to that next level. And Kirby's uh, Dream World for the Game Boy. Yeah. That one when you have like the hamster in Parasol, your attack is different yes. than with the um, like the bird in Parasol or the fish in Parasol. Like it does slightly different things in the same idea, but 
I just think that that they try bringing that kind of chemistry alchemy piece to it and moving into that next ability once you got beyond this. And they have even more abilities after that, too. Right. I'd have to do a little more digging. I just think the more recent Kirby introductions into the, the extended Kirby universe, yeah. I don't think they've hit the mark quite as well I, as these I agree. Did. And actually, I, I haven't played it yet. My cousin let me borrow the newest one for the Switch, but I've heard good things. It's just kind of... I've heard mixed reviews. I, I haven't gotten to it yet. I'll let you know. You'll let me know. I'll let you know. Anything else you want to add, Kirby? Kirby is not the villain, right, Josh? It's just not. I don't even want to. <laughs> I don't even want to respond to these blasphemous claims anymore. <laughs> I'm going to start making hats and shirts about DDD. <laughs> just letting you know. Let's, let's wrap this up. All right. <laughs> if you've been enjoying the show, again, please like, subscribe. Give us five stars or whatever it is on Apple Podcasts because I don't really use Apple anything. So whatever it is there, too. Um, Should be five apples. Five apples. <laughs> I agree. Follow us on Instagram at Did You Play That. Join us for some of our live streams and our playthroughs on YouTube. And until next time, thank you very much again to Adam. He'll be joining us again at some point. We haven't figured that out yet. But thank you for joining us. And adios. I think you look good. Do I say? Oh, thank you. You didn't have to say that, but you did. Yeah.